Welcome to Tactical Crouch, your favorite anime podcast. Just quick show of hands. Does anyone want to talk about Overwatch today? Okay, so only anime. I got you. I got you guys. <laughs> uh, Kenobi, you're no longer welcome here. Uh, right, <laughs> no, no Overwatch talk today. Um, wow. I don't know. 2.13. Here we go. There's been... What has happened? I don't even know. Has there been player movements? It's been one retirement. Um, oh, there's been some people leaving Blizzard. Some more rumor mongering. Uh, and um, oh, I suppose actually one big thing kind of did happen. Uh, the, supposedly the um, outsourcing of operations has been confirmed. Mm-hmm. Who did it get confirmed by again? We'll talk about this more. Um, I think it's. Uh, I think it's still Kevin Hit with. Uh, Kevin Hit confirmed sports it. business okay. journal, but like the That's... information is still. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And um, what else? We have. We actually have. So, well, I don't know if people saw this in the earnings report, but they mentioned. Maybe I don't know how much you want to read into this, but they mentioned they were making good progress on Diablo and Overwatch. But I mean that that also sounds like PR speak. So who knows? Yeah, you know they of, of course yeah. they would say that, so it's like difficult to gauge. Um, COD runs an official co-stream with Tim the Tap Man, which opens up discussion about like what co-streaming for Overwatch League looks like this year. So I think Activision Blizzard really need to get on board and get on the boat with how the current co-streaming meta is for you know streaming mm-hmm. in general. Also, co-stream, plat track, co-stream, right? You know, obviously stuff like that. Um. Cool. I mean, that's. I think that's the kind of the rundown. Then obviously we're we're just going to spend two hours talking about Attack on Titan because a lot we didn't talk about it at all last week, and a lot has happened since then. And so we we chose one of the uh, biggest, like I think, anime heads we have in our circle here, and I was like, well, we might as well get Kenobi on for the big AOT episode because this is the one that you really want to talk about and get in on. Uh, we're going to start with Overwatch stuff though first and foremost. So, um. Without further ado, this is going to be a quick intro. We usually don't do quick intros. Without further ado, 2.13, brought to you by Battlecrab, Refine Bean, Bronzebot Buruhound, Chare, Prophet Picasso, Chris R34444, Crash67, Lolshin, Porkchop Sammy, Rex Sangster, Girthalop, Volumel Smooth Nuts, and Your Misery. Do we want to begin with... We'll begin with talking about... Um where the Chinese teams are at. Let's dive into Kenobi's headspace. The other reason I'm here. Real <laughs> real quick. Is to get Kenobi's update on, on Chinese teams. Uh, we've all had an update. We all know where the Chinese teams are at. But where where's your head at in regards to Chinese teams? Well, one of them will be a team at least this year. So the Valiant actually like seem to be making some good moves um, compared to what they were doing last season. And I think that they're doing the smart thing which is just picking up a lot of the core of the team cc roster that was so good um you're getting no hill who i think is a very good coach who i think actually doesn't get enough credit for um the lg huya uh performance that they had when they were really good um because when it was lg huya that went to gauntlet and um that went to showdown that like bustered that was Dokebi who was coaching it at the time. Mm, yeah. Um, and I think that I think that after that, like he got a little bit of a bad rap and then he went to Team CC and then it was just like, you know, 
this is the best team that's probably ever played in contenders. You know, I think it's, or at least one of the, because, you know, you have Fooney, you have, um, you have Fooney, you have as well American Tornado, which kind of, it actually, it actually really sucks that we didn't get um, American Tornado versus Team CC for like COVID reasons, because I think that matchup would have been really, really sick. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think the fact that the Valiant have decided to go this direction um, gives me a little bit of hopium. I think getting coldest, very good pickup in my in um, in my eyes. I was a coldest stand when he was coming out of contenders um, from Flag Gaming. I thought he was at the time the best flex support in China. He, I mean, he even had like the name, you know, Chinese Jonak. Um, right. So I think he's kind of fallen off because of the fact that he was on Spark and Spark with their roster kind of played musical chairs and coldest was always not able to get in the position to play because Bebe was the one who i believe is the shot caller and i believe that was the reason that he was played more so often than coldest but coldest like mechanically like pretty fucking good if he can recapture a little bit of the ability that he had when he was coming out of contenders because i think he was really good um getting dia obviously i think dia should have been in overwatch league last year but his only option was to be on the Valiant, who was a team that I don't think he could have mentally stayed with going 0-16. There's no way that I think he... He, he, made, he made the right decision, even though I think that a team should have given him a shot. Uh, and now he's coming back. I think that that's really cool. Um, I think he is a very underrated DPS in just the grand scheme of Overwatch, because I think he has a lot of the stink from the Shanghai team, unfortunately. Um, but... During 2019, I mean, Avril watched in Gauntlet, and we all watched, like, he was a fucking beast. Like, really, 2020, really right? Uh, 2020, 2020, yeah, sorry. 2020. Um, so 2020. COVID, like, fucked up my... Everyone, yeah. But yeah, 2020 was when, like, he was absolutely a freaking star. I think... I, I would actually argue that he was one of the best, if not the best DPS on that side of the world. I think there were definitely, you know in NA and EU DPSs that were as good. Um, but he was a standout star. Um, and then getting Innovation, his partner in crime, uh, along, that was not Spectra. Innovation's the one that I'm a bit skeptical on just because of the fact that Innovation's biggest issue for me has always been that his hero pool is relatively small. It's very much just like it was Tracer and it was May were like the two big things that he would play. And then beyond that, there wasn't a lot. Um, so I wonder if they're going to opt into, you know, switching him out, like, as a specialist, mostly, and then Becky will play, uh, most of the DPS alongside Dia, but overall, what they have so far, between the Valiant, with the staff, with the players that they've signed already, there is Hopium for this team, which is more than I could say for last year, because last year they had a player called Nevermind. Who didn't do anything? I, well, I don't. He wasn't a play though. He was a he was a coach signed on a play position. Yeah, 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 so they yeah, could yeah. dodge. They yeah. could they could fulfill minimum player requirements. Okay, then let me put it this way: Silver Three was on the team last year. So so like there there was there was no hopium for the roster last year for LA Valiant. Come um, on, he had a no, good Genji. <laughs> uh, the best Genji. If he's not in the DPS uh, charts for Plat Chat, we're gonna have some issues. True, gonna beef. Had to throw hands. Um, Kenobi's coming in. <laughs> all right. And then XE, I, I believe, is also rumored. That was the other thing that I mm. neglected to mention. But that DPS lineup is like, if it's so, true, it's pretty good. 
So what they gotta do, like, have three... This is the problem, they have three hit scans. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. It's pretty whack. Innovation, correct me if I'm wrong, um, Kenobi and Avril, he was a little bit more tracer... Leaning? Very, very tracer leaning. Right. That, that's okay. like what he was known for. The, the the reason that like Team CC struggled at least early in um 2020 was that mm. they when it was like Echo Meta, Innovation couldn't play any of the projectiles. Mm. Like he, he could only play Tracer and like May were like the two things. So then they had to go and sign Spectra. And the real problem for the Valiant is that Spectra is not of age to come to this team because he would have been, yeah. I think, another really good piece. I think mm -hmm. they're getting Becky, who is yeah. um, basically uh, like the replacement kind of for Spectra. Okay. But I think, again, my biggest problem with innovation is his hero pool, which I, makes me yes. think that he's going to be the specialist and Becky will be the one who mm -hmm. comes in and plays alongside Dia. Surprised they even sign innovation. I am and I'm not. Innovation's one of those like regular cast, re recurring cast members of No Hills, mm -hmm. you know, products. But uh, he, he just his hero pool is so it's so unfortunate because he doesn't play all the good things you want to see on a hit scan, mm. but he also doesn't fulfill all of the heroes that you want to see on a flex player. Yeah. So he's just got this like weird in between hero pool that doesn't really do anything really quite well. Um, and I don't I don't know like. Maybe in Overwatch 2 to just be different, but in Overwatch 1, I just feel like he didn't really have a place in most metas outside of like, okay, he plays Tracer, good. So in a Tracer, Tracer plus hit scan meta, DL will play hit scan, innovation plays a Tracer. Well done, you nailed it. But mm -hmm. beyond that, it's like forget about doing anything actually projectile. Like you mentioned, Echo, huge problem. So they get Spectra in, right? Um, but then at that point, I don't know, like you really you want Spectrum Innovation to be the same player that can just do it all. But maybe mm. maybe maybe I'm just spoiled by like players in the Overwatch League that can do that. And so now I have unrealistic expectations of people in, in the flex position. I don't know. Do you I mean kind of a question to the, the three of you. Like, does this scream like no hill foresight into thinking that like this game is gonna be so mechanically intensive that like having this like weirdly wide but also not super wide dps roster is like good or is this just like a this is the best that we can do let's just try to cobble together the good players and see what kind of meta we're walking into is this foresight or is this more of like a, a potential hole for next year uh the thing, the thing about this, the, the signing. I mean, obviously, he has the Team CC connection, which I think is like the biggest reason that he's yeah. on this team. Mm -hmm. If No Hill isn't the coach of this team, I doubt innovation gets signed. Mm. So I think this is very much a home cooking type of deal um, between them. The thing that I, I do agree that it's a hole because also the fact that I mean they're not really working with a game that's that they know, right? Like we don't right. know what's going to happen. All so you might as well just like pick up players that you at least have some sort of trust in, mm -hmm. which I think he does have in innovation because I mean, he makes sense. Um, he was on that team for so long. No, he'll coach them for a ton. It's, it's more of like at this point in terms of DPS, because they're probably going to be the most impactful role if they already are in overwatch one, but in overwatch two, I think even more so mm -hmm. you just got to pick, you know, something that you know at least a little bit about you have to have some sort of foundation to stand on with a player especially coming into a new game and i think that's most of the reason why innovation signed but avril's right like there is such a freaking huge problem with this hero pool that he doesn't like fit he doesn't fit into a 
he doesn't have, fit into a hit scan role or a flex uh, flex DPS role. He's just a tracer player and then a few of different heroes on the side. So it sounds like it's just worse striker. Is that does that mean to say that innovation is just worse striker? Well, striker could play widow, couldn't he? Like, yeah. I kind yes. of. I don't know if you'd ever consider Striker to be like the problem with saying you can play Widow is like to me what counts as being able to play Widow and like being really yeah. good at, like yeah. to be actually useful in Widow is you have to mm -hmm. be kind of a top Widow because if you're anything less than that you actually just get dominated by other Widows. Okay. To me, the, there's I don't have there there's no like passable Widow. I think there's a lot of heroes in the game where like you could say oh well you can just be passable. Widowmaker, you just can't you can't be possible because that. if you are if you are middling as a widowmaker, you just get you you get shat on by yeah. other widows straight up. So you literally cannot just be middling. You have there's good widows and then people who just shouldn't play widow, right? That, that I think yes. those are the only two categories mm -hmm. for widow. Yeah, mm. yeah, you get gapped so hard for sure. Like I don't know, I, but I remember him having maybe dipped into that upper echelon where you could feasibly say okay he's not a liability at this point like he's he's maybe like losing like 60 percent of the top duels it's still pretty bad but like i mean of course you want to have like who was like i mean if we're thinking widow matters we're almost all going all the way back to season one i would say mm. right? double sniper stuff yeah and I mean, who was good back then? Was it like I guess Flutter, there was like Pine, Flutter, Pine, Linkser, um, yeah, in a way, Linkser. Um, so yeah, I mean, what does that even mean anymore? To go three years back, yeah, like who's I mean, good at Widow? You know? And then there are there are names that like now you would point to and be like, yeah, of course, like you know, if you could have like Prime Decay, if you could have Ons, if you could have Kai, if you could have. You know, yeah, there there are plenty of names yeah. now that you, that stick out, but they just haven't really had a chance to showcase yeah, that. I mean, sure, yeah, I know, yeah. So, where would you put? Where would you overall rate Valiant? I mean, yeah, okay, you you saying they've improved, but we all know that everyone knows they've improved from last year's roster. It's very difficult to not improve from last year's roster. Yeah, but are yeah. they competitive enough? Because my we have conflicting takes on this panel. Um, Yuska's nope. had put them nope. far okay. enough above that, like they could be. Like one of the more, uh, where did you put them? Like, did you say top three or something? What is I that? said mid tier. I don't want to... So mid, mid is tier? fourth. Apac? Yeah, mid yeah. is fourth. So you uh... said they, you said they could be as high as fourth. I, I forgot what Joe said, but I have said that Valiant are probably still last place in APAC despite the changes. That's I my to, honest take. On, let me check the I... APAC standings because I need to. Make sure that I'm not talking BS. <laughs> yep. My my stance is that they probably battle with the Joes and aren't last. I'll give them that much. Oh, yeah, Kenobi's way, working himself into a fucking frenzy here. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just, I just, I, I need to, like, I was just checking. <laughs> he is, I think he's probably pulling up, like, all the rosters. Yeah, I was yeah. just pulling up the East roster just because I wanted to check and make sure that I wasn't t talking BS. Um, no, no, no. I, I think that they are. So it's, it's Chengdu, it's Guangzhou, it's Hangzhou, and it's. Uh, okay, I have them all here. Just go to Wikipedia. Go to Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,. I think that so I, I I think I agree with um I think I agree with Avril actually I think that this is a team that is probably still last place. It's either them or Guangzhou. It's 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 I think those are probably the two that are at the bottom. Mm. I think that Valiant is like gonna win games. They're gonna make things competitive, yep. but 
unfortunately, APAC is fucking stacked right now. Besides Guangzhou, who I think is like the weakest. Um, but even Guangzhou, like if they have developed, you know, yeah, I think Molly is good. Tricer Juan still, do you know what I mean? Like even Guangzhou, Krong is, if Krong gets back into form, yeah. he's a monster as well. So even that team is really good. So that's why I'm like, I don't think Valiant can can be better than that. Um, I my mean, opinion, it, but, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Am I? Is this too much like coach <clears throat> hopium? That's like the going in. Buff? Kind what? of. I I look at a new game and I'm like, you need somebody to kind of keep these guys in check, and I just don't think that Guangzhou has that. That's who I'm like gunning for is like last, or it's like a Hangzhou like organizational like nuclear a bomb blows up and this team once again fumbles the entire bag after kind of i mean you look at this you look at the sparks roster on paper and that that team's fucking ripped like are you kidding me yeah, this, yeah. This, these kids the are coach, yoked but the coach difference could could kind of tip I, that, that's over. why i think that they're probably gonna th th like they'll be last but i don't think it'll be by like a slim by like a wide margin mm, they'll be last yeah. like by a slim they will take games off of like There'll be a game where, like, they will take a game off of, like, one of the top two teams. Mm. Guarantee it this season. But they beat, um, like, a because, soul. Like, a so like well, they'll beat a soul. Yeah, Is that a top two team? That. You know, we'd... I think, I think Valiant is strong enough to not be winless. Right? We're not getting yeah. another 016. Mm -hmm. like, that I'm going to happily and easily put out into the ether. Um, there's simply no way. With their roster, they, they can't be 016 again. Even though there's... I, I think there's going to be more games, 16 anyway. But the point is, they're not going, they're not going to be winless. They're going to take some work, some Ws there. Um, I just think the skill diff, like the individual mechanical skill diff, might come into place. Because there are some mechanically good players on Valiant, but I don't think there's enough. There's not enough, like, damn, these are some, like, hardcore players. Yeah. There's, there's some of that, and then there's some, like... Yeah, well, I mean, like, innovations here, Paul's not great. I also don't even think he's individually that great either, honestly. Uh, we still don't even have a tank on Valiant yet. If they're if their tank True. options, woo hell, I'm not, like, super impressed with that, you know what I mean? Um, Please, God, don't let it just be woo hell. And then it won't it won't be, but, you know, they got to... I don't know who they can get. They'll have to get a Korean tank, somebody good. Yeah. It's just, like, it's just I'm not that big on Becky either. I mean, Becky was, like, okay. good, but... That good though. I mean, Slap Aming on this team. It's just a. It's a. It's a. It's a middling roster at the peak. At the peak, it's a mid. Like if, sure. if everything goes as well as it possibly can with this team, and No Hill is like the next Ray. Sure. This team is mid tier. Mm, I I think you're undervaluing. Like okay, the best case scenario for Valiant could like we have an idea what that is. I think you're undervaluing the worst ba ba uh, scenario for some of those teams. Like for everybody else, Fusion could absolutely bomb. Like mm -hmm. I'm not convinced Chengdu without uh, Ray won't bomb. No, okay, okay, no. If 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 Chengdu is gonna have leave and a Prita on that roster with Creed, Yao Shi, and Jay Feel, there is no way on God's green earth, unless there is some absolute disastrous thing that happens, that Valiant will finish above <laughs> Oh my god, this is a uh, clipping moment. I agree. I agree. Me and like, shit me. Creed is a you, is literally from MY. Yaoshi is is like a coach that won, you know, contenders. This is a this is a coaching roster that still has a lot of good pieces to it. The mm. DPS lineup mm. is fucking insane. 
the tank lineup is like Gaga's like can play at literally anything under the sun. Like there's Indeed. there's nothing unless <laughs> yeah. it goes so horribly wrong. <laughs> Valiant are going to finish under Chung Du. You, you have too much like uh, mechanical skill. I, I value mechanical I skill really highly. Yeah. And especially if we're moving to Overwatch 2, but just generally so as well. Because I as a coach, you can only coach so far. Like the coach gap is relevant when there's enough parity in how close individual skill level of the players are then the coach gap becomes apparent but mm. if your player is just straight up better yeah especially in a new game like to for the coach gap to really become apparent your your plays would have to be like uncoached and just doing random stuff and just like yeah. turning their brains off but as long as they can like have some level of cohesion which you're good you're like top 500 plus players been pros for a while even the rookies have been pros and containers for a while you're all like good players you know you're not mm. you you're not brain dead, you're not stupid. So you know how to play as a team, which means you can skill gap people so easily that even with the great coach and the other team, the players are just not good enough. I'm like, everyone's got a plan until Leave just fucking dunks on you. You don't you can't beat that. Like with Leave on your team and his level of skill, unless he just starts reading manga only and he and him and Yvelta just go off and fuck <laughs> around instead of going to scrims. Right, leave isn't falling off, and if leave doesn't fall off, and he's still just absolutely just purely destroying people, I don't see how he doesn't gap everybody else. Right? Uh, don't mind me; I'm just like installing a little bad Petramari uh, <laughs> clip yeah. reminder. So we okay, you got a clip here for the for the bad takes after the season <laughs> yeah. when Chengdu is inevitably <laughs> last. Bad takes. Awesome. Bad take. <laughs> When are you gonna to... learn, dude? Like, <laughs> didn't this spring ever teach you anything, huh? Yeah. What? What did? What? What teach what? Didn't didn't, the, didn't your spring ass whooping teach you anything last year? You you got spring. the the Twitter dunking you got when you said dude, Dallas you were gonna three zero Chengdu. <laughs> you oh. had the whole Chengdu face paint going on because you true, had to he doesn't learn. Save yourself. Yeah. yeah, true. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> Somebody didn't watch the best of video, which you should all go comment and like on. Okay, Joe, what happened to Houston, huh? Yeah, they were a top five team, and it was a bad take, and I am perpetually in that goddamn bunker. <laughs> Fair enough. It, oh, yeah. man. But for me, Valiant, I think the highest they get is like fourth. If they, mm -hmm. if every, if No Hill is really just a god at coaching, mm -hmm. they'll get fourth at the very best, and then mm -hmm. at the, I think where they probably end up is probably last again mm. unless there is like some really is there unless like overwatch 2 is just a game that i that i'm just completely misreading mm. they're gonna be last place unfortunately. i'm just i'm just gonna put it out there it's just like you have a situation where if you literally deleted shanghai's coaching stuff like they all walked and shanghai had zero coaches there is still no world and and oh let's say they walked and they all went to valiant and now they all work with under no hill or with no hill yeah valiant still don't beat shanghai there's no level of co you can put crossing yeah. put every single no, best coach in your brain yeah. on Valiant. Yeah. They still will never beat Shanghai, even okay. if Shanghai has zero coaching. Yep. That's the skill gaps that can exist. I think Seoul skill gap Valiant in that regard as well. I think there's other teams like Chengdu will skill gap Valiant in that regard as well. Leave mm -hmm. might just do it on his own. So I think coach again coach coach gap only exists when the teams are close enough in skill level to start okay. with. I I agree. I'm not sure if <laughs> if Seoul skill gap is that wide to be honest. <laughs> Wait, they got the goat. Uh, what are you talking man, about? Dude, bro, they got Smurf profits, man. I'm oh, I'm yeah. pretty You're happy nuts. about that. Yeah. What is this? What is I don't this? know what, what kind of profits is, is that's powerful, man. That's powerful, my guy. It's 
Yeah. I don't sleep on that. Uh, we'll, we'll, see. we'll see. People underrate jo people underrate Jonak as well. It's just like you're never gonna financially recover you know, from that one, Chief. Yeah. Vendame <laughs> has been really good in containers, and you know, I mean, even if you're down in creative, Vendame's damn good. I I think creative's underrated as well. So at worst, solar underrated. You know, so and that's not bad. I uh, so what about the rest of these teams, Kenobi? That was just Valiant. You yeah, kind of touched on Valiant. the Joe teams a little bit. Uh, you touched on Chengdu a little bit, but like where yeah. is is it uh are the two Joe teams just like number six and number five to you, or do they get a little bit higher than that? Oh, I think actually Hangzhou's roster is pretty freaking nuts. My issue with my issue with uh Hangzhou's roster is that I said this last year too, because I said their roster is absolutely fucking stacked and they mismanaged the absolute piss out of it. Yes. Yeah, they had no idea what they were doing. The fact that Shy did not play the first like three games at all or i think it was i think it was three games and then like they they fired pavane right or who was the pageon 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 sorry um they fired him and then shy comes in shy looks like a million dollars and then like is, like we is, all knew he would like like i yeah like everyone was aware that like shy is the best player and instead we're playing who the fuck who, who are they even playing right back then it was like fucking uh, EQB. no no. Sorry, Biggie was a different team. Was it like um, Min they were playing like Minsu and Architect, right? Like some I stupid. Think. Yeah. No, no, they were playing, no, Godsby. Um, Godsby Architect. Godsby. Godsby. Yeah. Mm. I was getting Godsby yeah. and BQB confused. Man, Godsby yeah. QB is one person to me. Like Old Man anyway. Strength, fucking whatever. And then Shy That's comes right. in, is absolutely unreal on DPS, and they look like so much better. So I think that I really need the coaching staff of this team. Like Miro, help me out here a little bit. I need this this team to manage their roster correctly, so that way they can be good. Because mm -hmm. if you look down this roster, you have Gusha, like I think top ten main tank in Overwatch one, Easy. absolute nut. Architect, really good. Shy, fucking nutter. Liga is still on this team and will probably come in like rotating. I think with Gusha is is fine when you need to like play like some flex tank roles. Um. I think where I and also there, I actually think their support line is incredibly underrated. I think Irony is a player that not a lot of people know about because he was in Chinese contenders on BLG, but he's absolutely a fucking nut. Super Rich, who is now back to play, being Super Rich, <laughs> I think really good as well, um, especially on like kind of these highly dynamic type of main supports, like the Lucio, for instance, is like what I know him mostly for. Mm. Um, where I kind of have a slight issue with this team is the fact that they've brought up Pineapple and Alpha Yi. Alpha Yi, I can understand because Alpha Yi is very, very gifted on anything he plays and he's a projectile player. I don't know, though, where the fuck Pineapple is going to play. I have zero Shy's idea. Pretty much, I, yeah. Even then, but I, I mean, just have Architect is like would probably fill that role. Double, you no, bro, you need... You, the, okay, double hit scan is, is a thing they're preparing for. Yeah. And they're not the only team that are preparing for a double hit scan. Potential meta. So, yes, I mean... So, I, I, mean bro, I can I guess see you the reasoning. You, yeah. you can play Pineapple and you can play... I guess you play Pineapple Shy would be, like, the option. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, like, I think that, though... I don't know. You do, like, a Tracer Widow or a Tracer Ash yeah, or a Tracer, tracer fucking... No, I'm, no whoever. You, do, you just do Ash Widow or, like, whatever the new hit scan sure. is. Like you just, yeah, that you too. Do, could do. You do literally double long-range hit scan. That's, that's why you have these guys on. The thing is, I like, think... that is also something that Architect can cover, right? Like, yeah, Architect that's what has, I was... That's good what, Architect can play hit scan. Could... Right? I mean... No, Architect was a nutty Widow. 
yeah. So, yes, so, his widow was good. Uh, you give him that. So, so my my what I'm if I'm understanding correctly, at least what I know about architect, architect can cover some of the hit scans, correct? Like yeah, some, that's, yeah. I'd say so. So, the unless they are really just, I mean, Pineapple also, I think the reason that he's here, to be honest also, is that I think Hangzhou has shown that they don't want, really want to give up the talent that they have on the lower, like, mm. tier two. They are very, like, they really want to keep people in-house, because they did that last season, too, um, with a lot of their signings that they brought up. I think that, like, should everything work out with this team, mm. I think this team is probably top three should be top three with all of the talent that they have the dps talent is really good if managed properly which is the big thing it needs to be this is a team that needs to be managed correctly because last year they had a fucking incredible roster and they bustered so nasty so if they are able to put the pieces together for 5v5 they will be top three i think there's no doubt in my mind the talent that they have i will say this because this is this is this is i need to clear this up because i just said like Coach Cap is not going to come in until people like the teams are going to be a little bit equal. I will also admit that there is like you can have negative coaching. Yeah. So yeah. just like in terms of good coaching, I, I I will hold that belief. But in terms of like negative, like you can have coaches fumble your team yeah. and just like make the wrong calls and sure. make your team worse. Like that is true. I'll mm-hmm. concede that as one hundred percent. Which means like you know you, things can definitely be worse. Which is why we had Hangzhou kind of fumble last season and you just don't want to see that again because on yep, paper yep. their roster should be strong enough to um compete alongside i mean i i think their roster at its peak can compete alongside and beat Chengdu, which puts them in the top three next to seoul and shanghai like you said kenobi so i think or even or, I, I yeah, really or even if they do yeah i mean it could be any combination it could be yeah. if top three could be any combination assuming spark don't fumble of dragon spark Chengdu, and, and seoul any of those yep. three teams could be top hmm. three Mm-hmm. Agree. Yeah, I definitely agree there, but it just has to be like again managed like properly. Mm-hmm. Yep. But you had have... go on. I think one of the big things, like as we're kind of thinking through it, that like really has me excited is like I look at Gusha and I look at his like rise to the Overwatch League, and I look at what he could do mechanically better than I think a lot of people, and I still think that like to this day, even though we really haven't had like a big monkey meta, um. I think if you give him a new game and you give him like these new tanks who again I'm I'm assuming are going to be more mechanically intensive but yeah. I don't think that's that crazy of an assumption. Yeah. I think this kid's a fucking problem. I think this kid's going to go a fucking ape shit, no pun intended. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't disagree. It's it generally I think like there are some roles that have just been in hibernation in terms of like mm. you don't know if the player is still absolutely cracked on these roles, like hitscan players, for instance. Or architect, yeah. Or like um you know, the the monkey players, if they still mm-hmm. got it and like have the high mechanical skill screen we've been playing a bunch of Ryan or some ball or some shit, sure. which are much more knowledge rec- uh, demanding than mechanics. Um, even though I guess that's not technically true for ball, but it's very different mechanics from uh, from monkey. Sure. Um, I I feel like there are some sleepers in in the Overwatch League in general, and we'll we'll have mm. to see like what kind of skills it will f- be facilitating. Because like if if it gets back to like really heavily dominant um, mechanics, right? Like there's very different players. Like I don't know, like. For instance, like okay, the the best case we can talk about it now because he's not an Overwatch anymore. But like Corey was the ultimate like all mechanics player, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So if we're going towards that, like, would a player like that pop off again? Um, so we'll see. Why do we have to wait for him to leave the Overwatch League to talk about him? I don't know what that was. Well, about. we're just going to have to wait for him to leave TSM to come play Overwatch again. You know, it's uh, not too far off. Um, or based on how TSM's going, I, I, I wanted to say, yeah, you, yeah, it, exactly. might be a be it might be a better option. <laughs> um, TSM fans so, right now. <laughs> so, I wanted to say, um, call him uh, all aim, no brain, but I guess that wasn't fair, fair either, even though his Zarya was pretty no brain. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Kenobi, where do you where do you have Guangzhou then? Is that is that a number is that like okay, well they just won above Valiant, they'll be sixth place and call yeah. it call it that. Yeah, yeah. Basically I, I think that, no hope. I like the Molly, I like the Molly pickup because I think Molly also has Are you high on Molly? I'm very high on Molly. Uh I okay. think that he he was the best part of like that one LGE team that was really bad. Um <laughs> in showdown and stuff uh i think he, i remember i remember he really really mm. impressed me he had some good moments on chengdu from what i remember mm. uh, unfortunately he's also like Miska said been in hibernation where he's been playing behind all of the shanghai players um does have a ring does i mean yeah he gets one um but i mean it's unfortunate because we haven't been able to see him play in a long time because he's mm. sitting behind his yaki and there's no shot Unless it's a match that like they were not that they had already won or something or they weren't trying for, like Molly would play. The rest of the team I think is fine. I think Krong obviously, very gifted as a tank player, would probably cover a lot of the tanks that are gonna be played over Rio. Um Eileen, very gifted still. I haven't seen him really fall off at all currently lately. I mean last not yeah last was it last year where we had the genji meta or two years no, ago two years ago 2020 okay yeah my brain and during COVID again play gears baby yeah it's it's awful um i develop i everything i heard about develop was that he's like a nut but mm. i i can't really speak to him nutty. unique unique either uh is someone who i don't really have a like great read on this is like the one team where i feel like i don't have the best read on in terms of who their players are and like what they're capable of but i don't know if even like just looking at it on paper if they are able to hang with the big boys at the top definitely well, i don't think that they can like get to the top four for mm -hmm. sure they're going to be fighting for like middle of the pack yeah they're a very uh dps heavy team so they're a front-loaded team massive dps talent i think the eileen developed choi trio is is powerful and people mm -hmm. underrate Eileen as well, but I think Eileen's Very, super flexible, brings a lot to the table. Yeah. He's still like one of my top tier Chinese DPSs in the triumvirate of like Eileen Shy leave as a trio would be your World Cup trio for yeah. Chinese DPS, right? Mm -hmm. Um people are like, what about a Pritter? I'm like, bro, you have Shy on that team already. Like, do you yeah. why are you yeah. trying why are you just duplicating it? So you need someone that fills gaps. Yeah. Come on, you don't know how to build a team. Um <laughs> so yeah, okay. I, I generally I think I have Guangzhou around sixth as well. I think I go Valiant, Guangzhou, and then probably Spark. Uh I'm still pretty uh, I give fusion Spark. I give fusion benefit of the doubt because that's the thing, it's a hard call to make. Mm. Only because I, I don't know if I trust Spark to not fumble yet. That's I what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. Um and I and, and beyond that as well, I think M and three Zest is like they're kinda nutty, but uh, we'll see what happens to the rest of the roster. Uh, Fix is okay. I think again, I don't, I didn't watch Uprising Academy, so I don't know that much about Fixer. Aim God's reasonable. I don't think he had the best season. Uh, Fury's mm -hmm. Fury, so that's that's yeah. kind of uh, you know self expected. Um, so we'll see how it goes. 
And any comments on Chengdu, generally, Kenobi? We are still assuming a predator comes to the roster, even to though the moon, Chengdu are baby. taking their damn time. Chengdu to the Chengdu, moon! Chengdu are taking their damn time to add a predator to the Chengdu's roster. Chengdu's going to win concern. something this year for once. Ooh. Leave needs to get a Reagan? trophy that's not an MVP. Like, he needs to get like an actual trophy because I. You nearly I got one. I, I mean, the shoe got in the way. Yeah, literally, like I, I remember seeing a clip of like this. They had the spray of shoe and like the Baptiste, and Lee was like streaming, and he, um, someone sprayed it on him, and he just kind of like sat there and just looked at it on stream <laughs> for like a couple of minutes. It was really funny. Um, yeah, but yeah, would have been traumatizing. I, it, it, it is. I think they are so close. I, it's really unfortunate that they had this issue at the back end of the season with Yvelto uh reading manga and whatever and not wanting to do his due diligence because hey, I think bro, he's about... trying to get caught up on attack on titan you might have say man like no. that final chapter came out he was like oh, <laughs> i need to check this shit out for sure <laughs> i think if yvelto was playing they actually would have gone way further than they did I'd like because I, I think nisha i i think nisha i think they obviously didn't want to play nisha i think the goal was hmm. to play yvelto mostly and i i think nisha playing while nisha's okay and does a lot of the same things that Yvelta does on Mercy, it's not the same. It is a different beast when Yvelta's playing that character. So I think overall for this team, a Prita needs to get announced ASAP because if he's not playing for this team, I need to know who is getting him, why they're getting him, why Chengdu's let him go, because mm -hmm. it, it does not make any sense to me that they would let this talent leave. Especially because they initially, like, hoodwinked him from flag gaming like it, mm. like immediately after team cc lost uh to flag gaming and flag gaming was going to go to gauntlet team team is like okay monk and uh Aprita, who are the best players on the team they're mine now we're starting a new team yeah. these are ours and it wouldn't make sense for them to now say yeah we don't you know we don't want a Prita. and then Who's they also like shifted the the like the dps like players around where they actually had play mm -hmm. people move down and you know yeah. they've made room for him at least that's yeah. what we're assuming so like it only you know serves to bolster your point right? you know, he's uh, won, he's won you know the three mvps in a row in the finals three mvps in a row like he's a pretta a pretta he is so fucking good it, it should not be possible for chungdu to lose this player and i i'm speaking as if they like have but like just announce it give me my leave a pretta dps duo <laughs> it's going to absolutely pound it's going to be nuts, and Chengdu is going to be top three easily this season. Clip that. One. Well, well, the... Top three, top three APAC? Or... <laughs> hang on, hang on. Top three APAC, top three Oh, global. APAC, 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 APAC. Right. How are they going to win something if they're not top three global? Well, they'll win you like said a... they're going to win They'll win like a stage, hopefully, or something. I don't, I, I, well, how, how do they win a stage if they're not top three global? You can. I don't know. Floor, so I don't, how... It can happen. The first first stage Dallas wasn't top. I mean, so you, yeah. what do you mean? So they would have to upset like, like five teams. Like, real surely the teams that have a real shot at winning a stage have to be like an well, actual we're saying, top. Are we, are we saying are we saying by end of the season? Because I mean, stages could happen, and then they just like do really good in a stage, and then they go and they win a stage, and then but they still end up in the end of the season third. Like that's possible. Mm -hmm. They'd have to be like. They have to be argued in like the top five at some point. I'm just saying, like, when I, you so have... I think they actually globally, I think they are probably like, I think they can definitely. <clears throat> I want to say that they can get to top five. I am a little bit hesitant without Ray. If mm, Ray gets this team right. and 
with like the additions that I think they're making to it, I think this team could very easily get top five global. Sure. But I, 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 tr- I think Creed is like a good person to take the mantle because, you know, he's old MY, he's been, you know, the apprentice to Ray for a very long time. Yaoshi mm. is uh, part of that flag gaming team that was, or the flag gaming coaching roster that beat Team CC that one time. Mm. Uh, and Jayfield, I is Jayfield, you know? Yeah, it's Jayfield. Yeah, he's, he's, he's around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, talent wise, you have the MVP on your team. You have a True. very stacked support line with, uh, I, it's probably going to be, I guess it'll be Nisha. I don't know what Ivalto is doing. Um, if I assume he might stay, but I, I don't know. Um, well, he's still signed. I mean, they didn't get rid of him. He is two-way, though. So I don't, I don't know what the deal is. Is there. he, sorry, did you say two way? Yeah, he's two way. Okay. I didn't actually know that. So, he, I mean, he was two way last year because of, he was still on, he was, he was getting experience from Chase. Yeah. But then he was. I mean, he okay, barely, technically two way, but he was yeah. he was realistically and practically like a yeah yeah he didn't play at all for team yeah. chaser. So I don't know if he's still two way though. That's the yeah. thing. That's what it says on Wikipedia that he is, but I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think overall this team is when we talk about good coaching, mm. I think this is like one of the perfect examples of like what good coaching could do to a team and how it makes it better. Because you remember twenty twenty, Chengdu sucked. Dokebi absolutely piss poor coaching for that roster and then as soon as they got rid of dokebi and they got chen in who was like who was like he was all right he didn't he wasn't like great but it was more of that like negative coaching thing that avril was talking about mm. leave is like playing like much better looks really good and then you get ray in here and they get like an mvp season out of leave so i think that the team will be very good this season but I am worried about the coaching slap staff slightly not being as good as Ray was. Mm. Fair enough. So I think they're third, probably. I think I agree. I think I have I have Shanghai, Seoul, Chengdu, yeah. then Seoul could I buster, said, though. That's the and then I said it. and then I said Philly, Hangzhou, Guangzhou. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's basically what I got. Do we do we really need to talk about Shanghai either? Because I mean, they're just gonna, they're going to be like. Do you have them auto first, or do you yeah, have, I have any? Yeah, I have them auto first. Yeah, yeah okay. no, they're auto first. No, no reservation there. Not at L- all. Let it's me the- let me probe you with that though. Are they auto first global? No. Yeah. No, I do. I do. No, no. I, I agree. I no. think. I do. I don't have. Them I personally believe. I think. It's I tough. don't know, actually. It's very tough. I don't, because I, mm. I, I, I think that there are, are a lot of teams that have made very good changes to their roster. Mm-hmm. I think Glad's Copium, you know, I think they, they look very good. Yep, Shock sure. has mm-hmm. done a very good job this offseason getting yep. a yeah, lot of those good. OT Blast players who are just literally like plug and play guaranteed stars in their, like, uh, I think it was mm. like, um, it's proper, it's who, like, Hello, I mean, yeah. yeah, proper kilo fin. Avril, I probably don't have to explain to you how good those three are. <laughs> I mean, you've been watching Korean contenders. Proper is like was like the next coming that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of teams that I think are very good, and I think that putting Shanghai in first, I would be doing it solely because of the fact that they won so heavily last season. However, I really do think that there are is a lot of good competition at the top. And granted, it's another mm-hmm. it's a new game, so like I'm not ready to just like if this was like Overwatch one still, 
Mm. I would probably still give it to Shanghai Auto, but since it's a new game and since there's like a lot of changes, I am not ready to put Shanghai number one globally. APAC for sure. It's not even close. Sure. Uh, I think they stomp essentially everyone, but I can't. Here's the problem. Sorry, who do you have? Who would you say is global then? But before I get to what I was going to say, I don't even know. Do you want to put Shock (laughs) there? You were pretty high on them. I really like Shock's roster. So you. Who, so who who do you have above Shanghai globally if you don't have Shanghai glo- number one? To not have Shanghai number one globally means you have thought about a yeah, team that is better than Shanghai. Who I, yeah. so, so who's that? Uh, it's either I think it's either Glads or Shock are the two that I'm fighting with. It's like those okay. three. Yeah. Those are the three that I think you can just interchange at the uh, top. So here's here's one I'm gonna say about those three or okay. those two. They're both new teams. Shanghai is a retained roster. I think they found the winning formula between all their members, and they still got Who Are You for just a little bit of extra flavor if they need more projectile. Mm. But they have found, I think, the mix of players that is, dare I say, perfect in terms of all their needs, what they want to mm. do. I don't even think they need to get another support to add in there. I think Lee Dragon Eziaki is so fantastic yeah. as a support lineup. That even for a double flex, EJ Gon will pick it up. This guy's, he's, I think he's the best support in the league. Um, mm-hmm. Void Fate, either one of them could be fantastic in Overwatch 2. And then between Who Are You, Flitter Lip, especially Flitter Lip, these guys will cover everything. I mean, Lip was a, Lip is still on his way. Lip is, is, is a player that was, that could have been MVP last season. He's, he's the other person yeah, that totally. I advocated for MVP next to leave. In fact, I advocated for Lip as MVP before I advocated for leave. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> So these are, like, I think they were like two of the best players in the entire league last year. And then Fletter is Fletter, who was, who was a performer MVP himself. So it's like Shanghai, you have, from a player quality standpoint, they're right at the top of the list. And then beyond that as well, we've, we've kept everything together. We haven't changed the roster. You have mega consistency. Everyone knows each other. Like you have the highest uh, like mechanical skill. And then you also have this insane teamwork, trust, and just ability to play together as a team, single language as well as so no language barriers. You want to compare that to teams like Glads and Shocks, where they like have all these changes, new people coming in, bunch of rookies. I'm not saying their rookies aren't going to perform well. I'm a person that thinks I'm, I, I'm the guy that introduced proper to Reddit. Everyone thinks they they talked about him. No one talked <laughs> about proper until I fucking started talking about proper. So you guys can like give some damn credit, Jesus Christ. Um, I just I decide what Reddit says, by the way, because yeah. you notice how Reddit doesn't have an opinion Bang until I gavel. say it publicly, and then the <laughs> next day they fucking just repeat what I said, but they don't credit me. Unless um, they say you're stupid for having an opinion you, yeah. that, that you actually <laughs> never yeah. had. <laughs> yeah, or like they make up an opinion that I don't actually have, and they say it's my opinion, but it's not actually my opinion. Um, <laughs> in, either, in either case, in either case, so I'm just qualifying the fact that I'm big on the rookies coming in. But the, the thing is, you still have a new team that you're building together. You have one, two, three, four out of six rookies on shock so far. Right? You have Violet oh. Super's retained players. They could they mm. all be adding more. I'm, I'm sure there'll be another tank next to Super. I'm sure they might think about another support next to Violet Finn. This is a team that's spending money. They're not going to cheap out last minute mm. when they've already dropped bags on just about everybody. You've, you've re-signed a Super to a new contract. That ain't cheap. Okay, you put proper in the number one rookie prospect from contenders. It's mm. not cheap, so Shock are definitely spending money. My point is like, I, I they this is a team that's gonna have some teething issues to start. I think they're gonna be okay. great. I think they're like a top team. Don't get me wrong. I think you have gladiators where, um, 
on paper, super strong. Rhino to me is still. We'll see how that happens. I think Space is still the number one guy. Uh, yeah. Um, I've I've I think Kevster is like their best player by far. Um, yeah, and most people agree with that. Arns yeah. is still. He's still working on it. You know, he's still trying to find his mojo a little bit. We've seen Arns be a monster, but Arns has just been. You know, he's he's still. <laughs> he's trying to recover right now. He's trying to. He's trying to. He's. Like Michael Jordan, Space Jam, but he hasn't quite you know, won the basketball game yet. And I'm not stuff. saying his talent. I'm not saying his talent got stolen or anything, but like you know, he doesn't. He's it's, he's not 2020 Hans currently. Mm-hmm. Patty's only just come back from Valorant. I, this is a new. This is like a quote unquote kind of new team as well. They have they have returning pieces. They have a lot more returning pieces than Shock. But mm-hmm. I I don't. I think they're going to be great, but I don't auto put them number one either no, because sure. I just when I look at the downsides, if there's like a pros and a cons column. The cons column of both Glads and Shock, there's just more there than there is for Shanghai for me. That's mm. why Shanghai is an auto number one for me. I can't. The the reason I can't like auto number one a team. I mean, like, so I th- like I think if I had to auto like if like gun to my head, I literally have to pick someone. I probably pick Shanghai just because it's the safest bet. But like, it is a new game, and that that is what is giving me the hesitation. While like everything you're right about. You know, Sh- Shanghai has this like incredible pedigree. The team's playing together. I don't know what Overwatch Two looks like at all. And that's why, like, I'm slightly hesitant to, like, it, again, like, if this was Overwatch 1 still, without a doubt, Shanghai is the best team in the league, hand, hands down, bar none, there's no question about it. Mm-hmm. The fact that we are going to a new game entirely in 5v5, in Overwatch 2, is where I have the reservations and where, like, a team that is full of just, like, you know, four rookies, if they get hold of the game quickly, which I think that they, well, I mean... You know, no one's getting a hold of the game right now, but like, you know, sure. while, while yeah. it's being played, I think they can definitely make some noise at the top of the at the top of the league. Mm. So I like I agree with you 100 percent that Shanghai is like the, the best like auto pick for that number one. I just can't like auto pick someone. Just so would it be fair to kind of reshape that into saying like you're recalibrating a little bit more than like the opposite of that argument? Like you're you're resetting your priors from last season going, look. We don't yeah, know what sure. this this is going to look like. I think it's safe to say that a lot of teams have improved. Like, is it an auto? No, but if you had to pick, yeah, it's probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If I had to and pick, also, yeah, Avril's right also, that it's, it I, should be Shanghai. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm not even saying Shanghai is like gapping everybody. I'm not saying Shanghai mm-hmm. is just like, oh, they're just going to mm-hmm. win the season again. No one yeah, can yeah, touch yeah, them. Yeah. I think there's going to be plenty of teams giving them good competition within APAC as well, not just globally. Mm-hmm. Right. So every, there will be plenty of teams that will give them a tough run. But uh, if you. But if you, based on current information, I haven't seen the game. I don't know what Overwatch 2 looks like. Sure. You guys don't know what Overwatch 2 yeah, looks yeah, like. Yeah. Under what we know right now, they're currently my number one. This yeah, is this yeah. is this yeah, is a fluid yeah. thing. I'm not. This is not in concrete, right? The cement mixer is, is it's going. The cement mixer hasn't stopped spinning. I've not I've not put this into concrete. We're not drying the yeah. concrete just yet. So don't take oh, this as gonna me be, like it's going to be clipped on YouTube. <laughs> on you know, you're, it's too late. I mean, that's so it's going to be clipped and put on Reddit, and everyone's going to be saying, "I'm going to see tomorrow morning when we wake up." Avril says Shanghai best team. I mean, yeah, and you know what? People agree with that because yeah. it's like the, it's like it's to. like the easiest thing to say. Yeah, it's yeah. like, well, yeah, he's right. You know, like is he is that wrong? Like that's pretty <laughs> that's pretty fuck. You know, co- it's, it's Reddit, a, it's dude. A, you you it's come a very on. cold take. Some people are gonna. Some people are gonna. Maybe definitely that one, argue with you. Maybe that one really angry Dallas fan uh, who didn't like me will probably get annoyed at that comment, but they're <laughs> deluded, so it doesn't really matter. It's, it's um, like the bell curve meme, right? Where you go like, <laughs> the, like the idiots think like, um, like oh Shanghai good because they won season, and then there's like the, the midwits going like, 
Oh, but actually, you know, like other teams, and then on the right side is Avril again. High IQ take. Actually, Shanghai is still good because, <laughs> you know, nuanced reasons. Because, <laughs> like, because they because they 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 kept all of their pro like, again the pros column cons column. Mm. They kept all of the pros, and there's no fucking cons. Yeah. Yep. Like, yep. what is a no brainer? Like, <laughs> I mean, there's one con the where you could say like it is really hard to stay on top, right? Like, is there is there a world where they maybe like have reached a pinnacle and maybe they don't want to? This is like a Shanghai though. You're like getting into like some 4D thing here. There's some fourth dimension commentary. Yeah, this is like like the the championship mentality conversation, right? Like, are they? You know, is it the Kobe Bryant where you just want to keep winning or whatever? That's the pedigree that they have. Is that you have to reach so far into like okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you had to f- pick a reason, it would have to be like the mentality. Yeah. It would have to be, you know, maybe not improving isn't necessarily like the greatest thing ever. Maybe there is a team that can challenge you and maybe beat you. Like it's it's very vapid. You have to, you know, crack out the yoga mat and really reach also, for it. But I don't know. I was gonna. Oh, I don't. This is this is an interesting side topic. I don't know if we want to really get into it, but it's just like mm. you have to consider the environment as well in terms of the logistics of where you are globally. Uh-huh. Now in Overwatch One, yeah. um, and so I'll, we'll get to. Well, I, let me lead up to this point because there's a little bit of nuance here. In Overwatch One, you look at last year and Overwatch competition. All the APAC teams and especially Shanghai get to scrim in Korea. Mm-hmm. Cannot overstate how important that is and if you are in if you are in north america you just scrim the other na teams and then what the only other team you can scrim is at and that's it have fun (laughs) everyone gets to share american tornado and then scrim each other (laughs) and then you don't want to scrim half the other na teams because they're not worth your time and in in apac i'm not and sure lots guangzhou this didn't help guangzhou and or valiant at all but for teams like chengdu and shanghai and eventually fusion and seoul you get access to O2 Blast. You get access to Team CC and Talon and then each other as well. And you have all this high quality. So you ask Gladiators from last season why it was so difficult for them to pick up balls, despite being the only NA team that could like really, I mean, Dallas eventually got there, but originally Glads were the only team that could really play the ball and they really got into it. You ask them about this. They 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 found it difficult to practice ball because the other NA teams didn't fucking play ball. So they couldn't play this mirror matchup and it's hard to play against Shanghai who have mastered this because they could play against Chengdu and all these Korean teams when you're, you're gladiators and like you have nobody you can play this against. So your, your logistics in terms of who you can practice against is just fucking bad in NA. Whereas in, in, in APAC, you get to play against Korea and then top Chinese teams. Yeah, Billy okay. Billy is still really damn good. So like you get mm-hmm. O2 talent, Billy Billy, like the list goes on of these amazing tier two teams you can get quality practice against. Here's where that changes in Overwatch 2 though. And I'm, I don't, things are a little bit weird here. I'm not saying you don't get that in your, it depends on how Overwatch 2 is implemented beyond Overwatch League. Does contenders okay. get yeah. Overwatch 2? When do they get it? How many teams get it? What does it look like? Uh, is there is there a beta? Does that mean, you know, if there's a, if the beta actually, because we've heard all these rumors back and forth about beta, 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 beta. When does that come? Who gets it? How many people get it? How open is it? You know, mm. all of that impacts your logistics of your scrim variety. Because otherwise, Shanghai, Seoul, and Chengdu just scrim each other and like forget everyone else. They just have like a triumvirate of a, a mini scrim circle. And then they just, you know, everyone else can get fucked, I guess, because it's not worth their time for for quality. Maybe maybe Spark because their team is really good on paper. Who knows? Um, but it's it's 
it's bad if you are in a region. So there's there's like the heads and the tails of this coin flip. It could be really bad for APAC because there's only seven teams. Your scrim quality is massively affected if you don't get access to tier two. Or you get the head side, which is like, well, it doesn't matter because, you know, then O2 Blast gets Overwatch 2 yeah. and then you can just play them and you're, you're good to go. Yep. And you're just so far ahead, like just generally speaking. Yeah, I mean, it, that's that's difficult to argue. And I think um, I would only reiterate the point that like you cannot state that enough that like practice played a significant role in last year's results and last year's like differentiation of the metas in the two regions right like there's there's it's there's no surprise that that the gladiators were so dive centric right where everybody else was like unsure you had shock still running some ryan stuff you obviously had atlanta running their kind of like bunker death ball looks where it was completely day and night when you went to asia right like that like there there's a reason for it and i think avril's dead on the money that it comes from you know the the seeds that you plant it's the the practice that you're getting reflects what you think is good reflects what you're actually going to play so if you're playing in the best region with the best competition I, it's, this, it's tough this, will, this will either positively or negatively affect shanghai so mm. if i if you if i'm gonna squeeze the stone hard to get some blood to to sort of counter my own point and my own perspective mm. it is that like here's my like very small con that I can find just to play devil's advocate to myself. Because that's the level of galactic chess I'm on right now. You're right? just moving the pieces um, across the board. Because God knows the public won't be able to do it for me, so I better do it for myself right now. Um, and that's it. Like, that's the major con is, like, I think their region is maybe limited because there's only seven teams, and we don't know when and how tier two is going to get access. Yeah. No, the, the the access point is actually like now that you guys mentioned it, it's actually potentially like absolutely that could be sh shifting a lot around right mm -hmm. depending on how it goes. Yep. Talent pipeline, um, scrim opportunity for sure, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Yeah. Yep. So All right. So that's Kenobi and everyone else's thoughts on APAC, uh, done and dusted. So is. We could have just let you go on for like a full hour. Kenobi was like, well, we might as well, you know, everyone's got to jump in at least a little bit here. Yeah, why not? Um, what's a, what's the next really interesting topic? I guess we can talk about, um, I think the next big topic that I wanted to get into is mm. the whole uh, third party ops outsource mm. kind of thing. Oh, so sure. we talked about it last week already, but that was under the context of like, Oh, maybe it could happen. Apparently, it's just done now. And also, we didn't, we didn't. I guess we didn't really talk to Kenobi about it. So, since you're here, we can get your thoughts. I, yeah. I think most of our opinions, like between me, Jessica, and Joe, haven't really changed from last week. Or maybe they have, and you can voice them now. But, um, so what? Where's where do you sit here, Kenobi? Yeah, I'm not opinion. I'm not as like educated on the subject as I think I would like to be in terms of like the third party organization thing. Uh, I think that. I think that having it in-house, there are obviously pros and cons to it. And then mm -hmm. same thing with like going out to third parties. I think if you're going to be doing third parties, I would hope that there's like a level of freedom. So just so I know, because like is third parties like what Riot did with like OGN? Is that like what that would be? No, 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 no. So this is, so this would be like, okay. this would be like, hypothetically, let me just paint you a picture here. This would be if Overwatch League went to OGN and said, 
Will you run the Overwatch League for us? It won't be called OG. You won't even see a logo on screen. It'll just be the mm. Overwatch League, but behind the scenes, it's, it's OGN run running it. it right? Okay, that's okay, that's okay. what this is. But obviously, I use OGN as an example because it's safe because they're not they're not they're, they're they not don't exist currently. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they can't be OGN. It'll be somebody right, else. Right, right. Yeah. So, so you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, because I I think that I think that it's totally fine to do third party, especially if you're getting someone good um to run it when there are there are people especially with the microsoft thing where if you want to like go back to mlg and say do you want to run this third party for us it, again ex if i'm like speaking wrong or anything like that let me know because uh, it's not again the subject that i'm not too educated mm -hmm. on um but i think that like if you have like mlg in the background or you have some really talented people who can work at third party i think that's definitely beneficial so i think that overall mm. i am totally fine with it going third party like i don't i i really for me at least again knowing what i know about the subject mm. am not that worried about anything or i'm not really sure how it affects how it could really affect it negatively right that's how i would say i mean fun fact there's people don't really i don't know if it should be obvious but it's maybe not obvious for people that haven't thought deeper about it but apac is actually already yeah op operated third by third party. Billy Billy runs APAC, the whole region. I, I did know, actually, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So Billy Billy, uh, I think they have exclusive streaming rights in China as it is, uh, but they, beyond that, they, they also do the operations of how stuff gets done there mm -hmm. and the broadcast, uh, and then the English side, you know, we, we cast over their, their foot, their observe, their observe, there's not NA observers, Billy Billy, have their yeah, own people yeah. on on deck doing the observing and everything. They manage the whole thing. So, mm. technically speaking, we've been, we've already had Overwatch League put towards a third party in terms of operations for a while now. I mean, mm. I don't know. I don't know how long it's been. I don't. I don't imagine. Obviously, when it was in Blizzard Arena, that that wasn't the case. So, yeah, I would say that's your know, post Blizzard Arena Overwatch League. Billy, Billy, whenever Billy Billy had that signed that exclusivity deal is probably when it started. If you want a mm. date, on a schedule here. Um, so esports engine was I don't not saying it is esports engine, but I am but I'm gonna clarify that esports engine, I believe, is the operator for Call of Duty League. Correct. So okay, there's a okay, world I see, I see. There's a world where esports engine maybe just does Overwatch League as well. For people that don't know, again, esports engine is basically the people that were running MLG before Blizzard bought up MLG. Uh, so okay, okay. Adam Apicello uh is the head guy of esports engine. And Esports Engine also have a bunch of um, X Blizzard stuff on there. To, to, yeah. to, not just MLG, but like Blizzard. But also, well. yes, agreed. I think like I think Kayla Glover's on there. She used to be um, the Path of yes, Pro number two, correct. right? Mm -hmm. So she's she's yep. she's on there as well. So there's there's very familiar people on that Esports Engine team with both Call of Duty and Overwatch League products. Again, not confirming or saying. I don't even know who it is, but it, you know, right. hypothetically, it could be Esports Engine. That's that's the that's the worry is that we the, the report that Kevin Hit published on SportsBusinessJournal.com um, is that we really don't know. Apparently, there has been a suitor found, but what we do know per his report is that uh, quote. And while there have been rumors that Adam Adam Apicella's and Esports Engine have are already been selected to join the Owl production, sources tell SBJ that this isn't the case. Esports Engine yeah. is already the Call of Duty League and Halo taking on Overwatch League might be too much at this time. Right. End quote. So we know it's at least per this report that we know it's not esports engine. That's where, at least for me, my alarms 
are like okay so i mean it's a little fidgety so it I guess for me, when I look at like if it's a third party, it has to be I, I would like it to be someone that like actually like is obviously Correct. good. Right. Where yeah. and like knows what they're doing in terms of like making esports a um, a good product, which mm -hmm. I think esports engine obviously does with like a bunch of the stuff that they're doing with Halo and Call of Duty. Uh, I don't know who are the other options outside of esports engine, which I think is well, Joe. I'm hearing from you is that is a, is a few. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I'm a little again, concerned. I, again, very new to this subject. You, you, yeah. maybe, you can just do it, Kenobi. I reckon you just do it. Oh, you want me to do it? Dude, okay. Do, we'll I, it I, I think Kenobi would fucking... Like, I think, I think dude, we talked have, to Mushu. We talked to Mushu. We get Brokaw's GG on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> GG could do it. Mushu's Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. Get it done. <laughs> get the it's, old... Get the real old school Contenders China squad on it. Get it yeah. done. Yeah. Done we got it. half of it on the desk, right? Or we got half of it right here uh, at the bottom. <laughs> I don't know half, but so well, you were on those. I mean, yeah, I was there. Uh, but half. Yeah. There were only four people, apparently. <laughs> what yeah, I right. um, <laughs> so it's somebody. Assuming Kevin Hit really knows, really knows what he's talking about. I, I mean, I don't think you report on this yeah. on SBJ unless like you really had something going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm I'm happy to give benefit of the doubt for now, and we'll just figure out who it could be. Yeah, as long as you know, I, here's the thing as well is like it's, and this was my speculation. I, it's, it's, I always have to qualify these because people might think I actually know something about this, and I just I'm like, I'm like subtly confirming something, but it's just not. Mm. I'm I'm speculating here, and and what my speculation is, um, is that Blizzard will still have overall control on a lot of things. So it's not like some third party comes yeah. in and just changes everything, yeah. you know? And it's just like deletes a franchise or something, or like, uh, I don't know, just does something crazy and just moves like, yeah. oh, back to it just, oh, yeah, 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 moves yeah. us back to 66. <laughs> just something that's not going to happen. A third party, they're not going to have that much power. They're just going to run the operations, but Blizzard still dictate like how the overall thing goes and um, everything else. It, it's mm. just in terms of like, I don't know. Admining, admin work, maybe observers, and the observers could be as easy as you just plug and play, copy paste, and hire the Overwatch yeah. League observers into yeah. the third party. That would be the, the, I think, the correct thing to do, and I hope that's what they do. Sean Miller is still going to be the commissioner anyway. I'm Sean. That means you got people like Sean still in charge. Um, John Specs is still head of commercial. Like you know, yep. people, pe there's still people in the chain of command in Blizzard who you can trust, who really know what they're doing. Especially guys like John Spector that, you know, Overwatch League is, is definitely part of the commercial side of things. So at the end of the day, I think buck stops there, at mm -hmm. least from my perspective. So John ain't going to let anything bad happen. Uh, I can only imagine, unless the third party, like, does some things poorly and just from an execution standpoint, yep. fails to execute and makes mistakes there, that's the only way I see it going badly. But from, like, a more creative and leadership stance and a more macro view of like how things work that's not going to be the responsibility of the third party at all speculatively yeah from my perspective yep i think my only like addition there in which we kind of went over last show um was the the opportunity for more like logistically i think it's probably maybe there'll be some growing pains at the start but i feel like you know i think there are a few different companies that could probably f slot right in and, and do fine you know, operating the league. Um, 
but it's you know the relationship there and and possibly bringing in some you know uh, intelligent and super creative people to help you know better market the league to help produce more content to be a little bit more than just logistics partners and and actually you know produce a unique product that you know we haven't gotten just yet and also there's a live side because you know you were talking about Mm -hmm. esports engine specifically you know in terms of handling logistics i mean you can't you also have to consider that's a pretty big part of the job as well if we're talking about lands we're talking about live events esports engine for call of duty league literally executed their kickoff event which i you know i had a bit of i had some fun time watching uh so having a a third party come in even just for that Mm. is a pretty big deal because you need you might need a bit of help to get Mm -hmm. live events underway and the idea and the hope is that we can have live events this year and that's that's not even me like you know again i don't know that if we are or not but um just looking at last year, like we were supposed to have lands last year. We were supposed to have a whole playoffs and finals in Dallas. Well, we had China, we had the events in China, but I'm talking about like for everybody, for overall, like a, like a global playoffs, like instead of those Hawaii events, like um, the stage finals, like, Oh cool. We did in Hawaii, which is a nice compromise, Mm -hmm. but we should have, we were supposed to have playoffs in Dallas and then the grand final in LA and that never happened. So we were, we were planning to go back to land even last year. So Realistically, if that plan continues, we should be on land in some degree this year. I mean, Call of Duty is, right? So, and I mean, to be fair, Call of Duty is like all their name, and they're all in North America anyway, and it's, yeah. it gets difficult when you have to include APAC, but who knows? Maybe NA does something cool, uh, but the idea is to eventually go back to land, so having a third party on board makes a lot of sense in that regard. Mm. Agreed, agreed. All right. Any thoughts? I feel on, educated. I hope people do. I hope people listen to these episodes and feel educated, especially about anime. And we'll I also that, want people worry. to know. I also want people to know that once Attack on Titan finishes, because I don't watch any other anime. I don't know if this anime thing really will continue or not. Just because I don't really partake outside. Do you of, want it to continue? Because we definitely could continue. Oh yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't watch any other anime though. So oh, we do. Don't worry about it. We so, can get you hooked up if you like uh, this. We can. We get you the hookup, man. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah. This is this is where I progress from. Going down from, a dark, dangerous path. I progress though. from you know soft drugs to hard drugs. Is what you're trying yeah. to get me to do. Let's talk about these potential leaks for Overwatch Two. I say potential. You you have to take these things the grain of salt. Everyone's like kind of reporting them. I don't know if this is just like some Chinese whispers where <laughs> one person was like, well, I don't know. And then every and then somehow that gains traction and then eventually Dick Soto reports on it. And now it's like a thing. Yeah. When it could have just started from like one guy shit talk. I don't know. I, it's really hard to consider. But we we here's what we do know. We know right. a content creators had some sort of meeting last year now, I believe. believe we so. still don't really know the contents of that meeting. We assume and speculate that it could be beta related or it could be, it's definitely Overwatch 2 related. So said they paid $15 on Wi-Fi to tweet out that it was a good meeting. So uh, on Wi-Fi airplane. So like, I mean, we're, we're, we're getting either like really good stuff or hard troll. Yeah. <laughs> As far as I'm aware, it's not a troll. I've yeah. I've done my own research and turn. I I still don't know what it is. 
Yeah. But I've done enough research internally to know it's not a troll. Mm. Uh, in terms of like having e approaching the actual content creators and the big ones as well to like mm -hmm. really talk about it and not in a way where I'm like yo tell me what it is because I don't want to force anyone to break the NDA sure. and nor do I expect them to break the NDA for me so that that we haven't crossed a line where yes it's in a different world but we haven't crossed a line where <laughs> someone's actually told me exactly what it is but what I really got out was that they, they're not joking it is actually serious it's right actually, so it is yeah. serious mm -hmm. so hopefully I speculate it's got something to do with the beta. I mean, you think about what what would content creators get excited about? Preach. Something that probably something that probably has direct returns for them or like direct impact to them. Yeah. Uh, and something to do with the beta ticks that box very easily. So, is could we we also had that Metro thing as well? And I mean, take it with a grain of salt. Some people are like you can't trust Metro at all, and other people are like, well, sure. Metro's got some stuff right, and he did. Metro got Overwatch too, generally yeah. speaking. He said 2023, people laughed at it, but then the whole Overwatch 2 delayed again, and then people were like, yeah, oh yeah. shit, maybe Metro was right. Um, who knows? And the Metro just said recently, I'm trying to paraphrase here, because uh, I did watch the clip, and he's saying there's an Overwatch, something about access to Overwatch 2, but it's, he's not talking about the Overwatch League. So he's talking about like a public access to Overwatch 2, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So that's, I think that is where, so actually that that's probably where it does originate, because I mentioned, you know, the style of this topic, it's like, you know, somebody said something and then some Chinese whispers happened and then a journalist wrote an article about it or several wrote an article about it. And now we get to this point. I think it started from that Metro comment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's where it starts. Um, but am I wrong in misremembering the uh, the architecture and how the like one of the more recent patches was rolled out that like the way that they labeled the patch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, so there's something in the client that they yeah. wrote Overwatch 2, right? Like, yes. it's in the client now? Or it's, it's not necessarily client. Overwatch 2, but, like, it, it's denoting that, like, there's Demo. another class to the game. Yes. The game's it was, like it was like a 2.0 class patch. Correct. Yeah, so like there, there's more, you know, weight to these, like stirrings of okay we've have you know um mike yabara coming out and saying oh there's going to be some wow and overwatch stuff coming soon i mean it was a week ago or some time ago um so like that's still kind of in the wings you have right. more stirrings coming around you know with metro talking about maybe there's an open beta or, or an, at least insinuating as much um and then you know now you have like this patch architecture change where it's like okay like maybe there's some serious like you know, meat and potatoes also, here that, you know, we might be able to get. At the end of the clip of Metro, he also did say, like, wouldn't it be fun if one day you woke up and Overwatch 2 was just in the client? He said that. I like, mean, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be pretty nice. And it I kind mean, of happened. That's that feels what's like, supposed to happen, right? For PvP players? Feels like, it feels like that's not a throwaway comment, is my no. other point. It feels like he was almost like, you know, not leaking, but like sneakily, just like yeah, dropping it be cool, maybe, guys. Maybe maybe it was a troll comment, but for some reason, I, I chose to nice. read. I chose to read between the lines on that one. I'm like, wait a minute, did he just? Mm -hmm. did he just say something. Am I, am I taking crazy pills, thinking like none of this is novel or like that surprising? What do you mean? I think it's surprising if if you like cynically thought that like there was like it was going to be like a closed beta only owl was going to get it nobody was going to test it like i i don't know that that wor world is even still off uh, the table i mean i'm not sure what the insinuation 
generally is, but like the the fact that Overwatch Two will at some point pop up in your client is like, of course that's going to happen. Sure. Like we're Just getting randomly. something this year. <laughs> of course that was going to happen. Like mm-hmm. I don't know why everyone's going nuts and thinks like the, the like I would if I look at that information, my brain, my content brain wouldn't go. Oh, I have to write an article about this. It seems like such a fucking nothing burger. <gasps> because you're not a sellout, Yiska. You're not a shill. <sighs> you have, you have, <sighs> bro. You have too much integrity for this industry. I mean, I, I think I agree, <laughs> but it's also like there's so much that could go wrong. That like is, if we were to get like an open beta, I think that's already a win, is it not? Like that was never like assumed. Eventually, it's assumed. Like well, yeah, a year from now it's assumed, but, but we don't even know if we're gonna exist a year from now. No, okay, it is assumed that we get like I don't know if you ask me like probably in the deepest depression phase of Overwatch, like sometime <laughs> fucking sure. in December or November or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. are we going to get a beta of Overwatch Two that at some point will be accessible to the public in 2022? Yeah. I would have. Absolutely said yes. None of this no, is interesting. Obviously, at some point, right? The issue is that there's there's signals and signs and there's smoke to say that it's coming soon. Not at some point. I mean, define soon, bro. Like, even if he literally talks to the fucking head of the studio, <laughs> like, those sure. guys probably don't have a great timeline with absolute no. accuracy that, like, Riot Games has or some shit. Obviously, act obviously that's order. not the case. Right. But it's better than in 2023. Which nobody should assume. Well, if, we're, if you're assuming that at some point that we'll get a beta. No, right? at some point in 2022. Okay, that that answers a little bit more of my question. Bro, Um, even Jason Schreier was absolutely out of line for his comment on Twitter. Like, that shit was brain dead as hell. Like, to the point where, like, even the community manager had to go, like, actually, this pisses me off. Why the fuck is this a thing? Like... Mm. Yeah, that was I more of the like, we, nobody said it was going to be know. 2023. Like, that's not, that's not confirmed. We don't know. It's, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I, I, I can't tell if I'm just parsing information differently or if I, for some reason, have other knowledge that just like strongly inclines me to what's a, a, a particular situation. But I find myself so often going like, bro, duh, why the fuck are we freaking out about this? Because there's so much that, like, I think everybody's so worried that it could go wrong so poorly or like this could be fumbled so nastily that, like, even just the still can, though, like, I'm uh, dude. Oh, for sure. I I can I can see what like this is already my fucking like copium scenario. What is happening right now? Like everyone was like, oh, yeah, we're getting it in 2021, right? That was like my when I initially found that out, I was like. Oh my fucking god, this sucks, right? Yeah. This yeah, yeah. this called me out of left field initially. Right when yeah. I talk, was talking to people late 2020 about this. Mm. Um but now, I don't know, like if you feel like your if if you feel like this is your copium take, then no, I don't think you're parsing information weird. I think this is this is you're you're on a different 
you're you're on you're on the same spectrum, but like your your sliders a little bit lower than everybody else's. Everybody else is just like big copium. We want Overwatch to be back in like the big IP powerhouse that it once was, and they're 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 huffing big gas cans where you're just like you know taking whippets every once in a while. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a, I'm like, high on Molly. <laughs> yeah, it's and then I also expect. Like, whatever it is that the content creators were told, I already, like, I guarantee you their hype is also not warranted. Like, if, if you told me the same information, if I was in that meeting... Well, yeah, I'm but you're all, a curmudgeon. I'm like, you're not a content 95% creator, I 95% sure I would be so, showing that, well, you better. <laughs> you fucking better. <laughs> like, oh, man. That's why they don't tell you. I mean... You have content creators who like were legitimately shitting on the game, and yeah. have a huge negativity to, negativity to the game that just like right. did a one eighty. Mm. I just think like true. I don't know if you were, if you were there, you'd have a different opinion because your interests and your values in terms of what what where your bottom line is mm. is potentially different in terms of what you're looking for. Agreed. Then, but like, dude, if it's like <clears throat> so. I have great news for all of us. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got, go. I got a, I got a voucher for infinite fellatio just for myself. Well, Podium. how, how does that? Log you, dude. How, how does That's that it. relate to Congrats. me? I'm so hyped, guys. This is the best. <laughs> like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. I don't care like what it does to you, motherfucker. And like, oh, and then if the game like. If we get fucking breadcrumbs of content this year, yes, this was assumed. Why are you hyped about this shit? Like, yeah, somebody leave a comment down below if you think Yisk is the bro. type of motherfucker to get a rib removed. I don't like. <laughs> I don't like. Don't Multiple like ribs. Multiple. <laughs> Y'all gonna? He's got to make that as easy as possible, dude. On demand, oh, fold over yeah. like a lawn chair and just. <laughs> Grapefruit yeah. himself. That sounds like it's that. That sounds like they would do something bad for your organs. <laughs> just saying. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, you gotta, you gotta let me know where you get one of those vouchers from. Just asking for a friend. Um. <laughs> all right. So. Step one: become an Overwatch content creator. Apparently. <laughs> I'm on my way. I'm I'm turning my stream right after this. Then. Oh, no. Uh. So. I think we. I think we all. Are pretty much unanimous that having a beta earlier would be better. Like the earlier we yes. get a beta, when I say a beta, I'm talking like people that are not professional players can play this beta. Mm. So just general people in the public, and also also not content creators. So again, just normal people can just play this beta. Uh, the earlier the At better. However, I th however, I've also said that the game needs to be at a very polished state because mm. unfortunately, the way public's public people in the public really react to a beta is they don't treat it like a beta, they treat it like a final product. Yes. Even if you tell them it's a beta, they don't their brains don't acknowledge it's a beta. Yeah. And even if people even if people like acknowledge it's a beta, it's like, yes, I'm playing a beta, their subconscious does not acknowledge that it's a beta. Mm. So they still you'll you'll give it to the public, they'll play it, and unless it's polished as fuck, you're gonna see these stupid comments on battle.net forums again like, oh my god, Overwatch 2 sucks. Overwatch 2 is such a bad game. I'm like guys you're not even playing the real game. Yeah. It's a fucking beta. Yeah. So you don't, you don't. Again, you just don't even know what a beta means. So I, that's why you. It's that's why I'm like I, I I get very hesitant 
when I hear this kind of news about a beta coming, some or news being like speculative news, because I'm like, are we that polished yet? Are we at the point where we're polished enough to go open? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Feels too early. Yeah. No. I, mean, I don't know what I don't know where the development is, but mm. based on all the rumors of where it has been and the fact that uh the Overwatch League finals build wasn't that far off from where the internal build was, I'm like, Jesus yeah. Christ, the game's game's not ready, guys. Yeah. It's pretty far away. No, that it, it, as we said, like we gotta decide what kind of shit sandwich we wanna bite into. Not really. Okay. Like huh? I don't know, I'm being called. I'm not know who that is. Um like which shit sandwich we gotta bite into. Mm. But like wait, let me sorry. I don't know who is calling. Oh, your rib surgeon, you'll call him back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I want yeah. from the beta? Slap the beta down. Give me Sojourn. Give me, give me Junker Queen and give me um, one of the other mech pilots. The, no, you're not getting a mech pilot. You're getting a fox girl, okay? You're getting exactly what you want. You're getting a cute anime girl with a fucking crazy chakram from Kanazaka, okay? You're getting your new main Kenobi. Congratulations. I think Diva was meant to be the anime girl. Well, you're getting another game. one. There's a fox girl? What? Yeah, what the Kanazaka fox girl. Look it up. YouTube comments, Reddit. Let them know. Kanazaka. I'm gonna... Yeah, what? There is, there is a big... Kanazaka fox girl. Yes. Kanazaka fox girl uh, safe search off. What do we get? <laughs> what do we get? From the, the, the minor deep right. dive. Okay, the first thing I see is, uh -huh. is like a, a YouTuber's thumbnail and they just have a female Genji. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I see that same thing. That's literally what it is. There's there is a and the other one. The other one is like a person wearing like a fox hood. Actually, yeah, kind of disturbing. It looks like it looks like you skinned a fox and just wore it on your it's face. A, it's, but... a, it's a it's a Reddit concept called yes. Yoka. Yeah, okay, no, it's gonna okay. It's gonna be so like I give me sojourn. Yeah, I mean, we already know Sojourn. We have to, we have, yeah, but we're, I'm talking about like dropping the game, like the beta. Right. I think like yeah. everyone would nut if you drop the yes. beta with Sojourn, you drop it with Junker Queen, and mm -hmm. you drop it. Sojourn, at least, at the very least, Sojourn, I think, should probably be in beta, like sure. with the beta because we've seen her play test already. So, yeah. like, give me the. Give she me the looks. She looks ready compared to well, we don't compare well, to nothing well, we because we don't compare to what else. To yeah, we don't have another yeah. character. We actually have nothing to compare it to. So I guess it's just Sojourn that looks yeah, ready. Yeah. So 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 give me she's give the me only my, one announced. Give me my my Sojourn DPS Junker Queen DPS tank, tank. actually tank. Yeah, sure yeah. tank and then a support. Uh, mecha support the mecha support. There we go. Done. Done. Do you, do you farm just farm all the money you want, Blizzard. After that, yeah. just oh, that would be that would be the dream. But I, I don't know. I mean, if they have a surprise like that, this would be the time to like, just plonk it on us. I think that would be a very hefty surprise to say, look, like we have our new heroes ready. Here's a beta date. See you in a couple months. It would, Here's a um, map, you know, like just if, eh, like, no maps, no maps, yeah, no, no maps, no maps. No. Uh, no, what about like another free for all map? There we eh, go. No, eh, no. <laughs> please God. It will, probably no be, it will probably be a PvP only beta. It seems like the yeah, other I mean, rumor PvP that was should. spun the other rumor that was spun around was that development on PvE was kind of paused so they can well, I don't know about pause, but it was like basically in terms of priority for development time, they were heavily prioritizing PvP because that was that needs to be ready for the Overwatch. I League, wonder right? yeah. what it would have been I, like if they I'm just... okay with that. 
Mm -hmm. I wonder what it would have been like though, if they just got rid of PVE. Like, I mean, just like, like, <laughs> like from the get, from the get, just like, just, just make, so you make Overwatch 2 like first and like 5v5 and then you just like do PVE later because PVE, I think, I, bet. I think if I'm, if I'm understanding you, I think that's probably what's going on now to like Avril's point, but where like, like they've but, shifted so many resources over and they've already delayed Overwatch 2. I mean, just don't even like, like literally DLC. DLC, yeah, uh, the the PVE, like make like uh, make Overwatch two. Would be we so probably already angry. have a beta. The people will be so angry because then it makes Overwatch two look like even a more kind of redundant sequel. Like at that point, I mean, you're just sure. reworking Overwatch yeah. one. You're like, what is what is even the point? Like this, if you're gonna have a sequel, you need some like content. You need to actually be yeah. dropping some stuff uh, for for people hands. to consider a sequel. Or two people have left. I might just walk off as well. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> I I think there's enough. Like my cat is trying to die, so I don't know what she's doing. Hey, you know, sometimes you got to step in, being being a hero, living up to mercy. She's like a six months old, and she's almost strangling herself on boxes. Oh, lovely. It's like there's there's enough of a world that I think like you don't need. I think if you, you message differently as Activision Blizzard, you know, the public doesn't need to know exactly what's going on. I think you can shift some marketing around PVE. Uh, it's 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 a little bit different. Obviously, it's a hypothetical. Um, if that were if that was the case in that hypothetical playing within it, then, yeah, I think we already probably have a beta. I think we're already playing Overwatch 2 PVP. It's already integrated into the client. We're already, you know, testing out these new heroes. We're already testing out push. We're probably already hating push. Let's face it, guys. I'm sorry to, you know, break it to you. You're probably gonna hate push. Um, it's not, but is it why? Gonna, not, it's not two CP. But are we gonna hate it more than two CP? No. What's wrong with push? Why are you gonna hate push? Um, I think there's a lot of like. I mean, I don't know if you, you want to get into this tangent. No, no, not at all. Huh? Um, I think there's a lot of like dead weight especially when you have like long stretches of like robot push it doesn't the robot doesn't teleport back to like a neutral state like there's a lot of just like really really like un the fights that you f like have to regain like some positive pressure with the robot pushing your barrier feels really shitty can i just say i think the goal of push is not to finish the map i think if you can finish the map yeah, it's a really I'd one agree. sided game. Yes. I think the goal of push is that it's a it's a tug of war game that is just more about like, well, how far can I tug the thing mm. towards my side rather than I will throw the other team into the pit of death. Yes. A la squid game. Like that's I don't think that's what the point is. So as long as the way that interacts in the game in terms of like back and forth interaction and, and the amount of fights you get to is good. Uh, it's okay i think you know if there's a problem you can speed up how fast the robot runs you have to i think you have to between the two sides of the map maybe that's something you gotta address but yep. um there i don't mind if there's one fight that takes for example you're you win a fight you start pushing the robot back and you have to engage in another fight to continue pushing your own robot back i don't think that's the worst thing it's um, it's not the worst don't get me wrong i think it's just going to feel really frustrating for the players and even the viewers to go like it, it to me push is going to feel like you make a drive and then there's a rubber band where the enemy team like ends up just like walleting you and then like gets their turn on the robot and either just like fun like flounders like hysterically or like they make their drive and like that's it and the game's over like there's just one big over. push 
I think the way that like the tempo of like the rhythm of that like game mode plays out, at least in my mind again, like what the fuck do I know? Um, like it only serves to like emphasize how snowbally Overwatch is. H- however, we don't know what Overwatch 2 looks like. We don't know, you know, what some of these reworks entail. Maybe it's less snowbally. Maybe it's more. Um, and and I, I don't think it does a good job at like breaking apart the snowball. I think the concept of push is really good. Yeah, so I don't I'm hate still, it. I think you have to I'm tweak still it. Optimistic. Though. I'm still optimistic. Yeah, it's better and than the, TCP. I just, oh, and, and totally. Because and the reason it's better than TCP is because Overwatch fundamentally as a game, even for Overwatch 2, requires that something else within the game dictates the pacing of the objective such that you can't just have like the jarring jarriness of being able to instantly double cap and just finish the game in a minute and a half. Yeah. Or I guess just like not even be able to touch B, but I mean, technically speak. Well, yeah, I, I guess in a, in a push, if you lose hard, the other team just pushes to the end and wins. So I don't know. Basically, you, you want a situation where something in the game dictates how fast you can move around the map mm-hmm. and where the objective Agreed. is. So you don't it's just like thing. instantly blitz through and finish the map. I'd yeah. also, yeah, I'd also rather have that than just like uh, five minute holds on like a Nubis second, right? Where it's yep. just like, I want to, my eyes out. it's it's that feeling that i think you're going to get if this robot like does not sprint to your barrier like i would even t- i would even and i hate saying this because i think that robot's fucking cute and is like a merch machine i think you just take them out i think you just make it like another payload like an, an alteration of payload well yeah but then nothing's pushing it you push it with your collective friendship energy i don't know figure it out yeah, I don't yeah. think that's gonna happen, Joe. Just, <laughs> no, I don't think robot. so either. I think but I'm going with the robot. I'm gonna be real with Corp. you. Corp. <laughs> so, right. Well, Yeska's gonna do his thing. Um, HelloFresh is a. He's got a. He's got a fun delivery. So yeah. sponsored by we'll HelloFresh. Yeah. Um, Maybe. we had some. We had some more departures. I don't know if this is like a really big topic. Obviously, you know, we'll address the fact that there's been some more departures in Overwatch mm. in Blizzard, rather. Um. Tracy Kennedy is probably the, the big one because she was so vocal. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've got her name right. Big champion of, back. of Activision Blizzard for sure. Yeah. Yep. AKA Dog Spinster. That's her at on Twitter. Um, so she's, and it's funny, the timeline works where she made the, the extremely forged statement about Bobby Kodak stepping in and kind of, what would be the right word? intervening in in the progress of overwatch 2's development by apparently throwing in like really random and pointless projects that was exactly two weeks before her announcement of like oh this is my last day so like on the day she handed in her two weeks notice she like went on twitter and just like here it is i'm gonna send this tweet now and then Mm -hmm. while she's already out of there anyway but um all the best she was a great voice within the team that i think um the wider public we, we wouldn't have gotten access to, you know, knowledge of stuff happening inside if if it wasn't for, I guess I could say the, the courage of Tracy to just speak out and and not have the fear to do so. So, I mean, there's, there's that. Arnold Sang as well has, has uh, resigned, I think, I mean, obviously for very different reasons. Arnold is, he's, uh, he's on the crypto bus now. And then Matt Mercel, who was... You probably know stats man for Overwatch League is gone. Mm. Not too sure where he's hit it off just yet, but provided some good resources 
for the league and to the broadcast and to the casters, including me last year. So I appreciated his work. Um, did I miss anybody? There might have been another one as well. But, uh... Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, you don't want departures. It's not a good thing. Ideally not, but I mean... As long as people, as long as people can actually, you know, new people come in. Mm-hmm. You, what you don't want is you don't want a situation where everyone just leaves and there's no replacements. Totally, totally. And there's still that's what you don't want. There, so. Yep. Arnold Sang is actually a big one. Arnold Sang is is a huge one because he he was the former character art director for Overwatch, and that's a big yeah. role because a lot of the way I don't know if you guys remember back in the day, Overwatch's announcement this is before the game was even available to play by anybody this was like mm-hmm. 2014 kind of announcements arnold sang was there and he was next to a whole bunch of people jeff included and you know they were talking about how they were taking arnold's concepts and that that, that became the art direction for overwatch generally speaking in terms of how the heroes look and all that kind of stuff so we can attribute basically the entire art style and the artistic world and design of Overwatch to Arnold and, and the rest of the team around him, but Arnold specifically where his character designs, you know, kind of led the entire direction of how Overwatch was going to be artistically. It's a huge role. That's huge a, influence. That's a big loss. Um it's not to say that there aren't like fanta- other fantastic artists that can, you know, take that and evolve it for Overwatch 2, but like like Gavril saying, like I remember seeing panels where, you know, I think I believe it was Arnold and um Jeff yeah. like on stage, you know, reviewing or, or like alpha footage for the game and talking about the art direction, talking about the development process of the game. Like he was very much a a cabinet member of that, you know, front-facing staff, so it's um it, it sucks to see him go. Um but yeah, the show Freaking kind of, NFTs, go man! God, dang it, <laughs> ruining everything. I'm so gonna get, I'm gonna get just if there's any crypto bros in in chat, just know that I own some Ethereum, so I'm on your side. <laughs> I will, I will fund you. <laughs> I will fund the hell out of you. Don't worry about it. You're gonna fund Arnold's non fungible tokens. <laughs> When I get around to it, they look very funny. I'm gonna write, dude. I'm gonna screenshot. I'm, I'm gonna I'm screenshot all of it. I'm afraid your tokens will be quite fungible when I get to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will fund your blockchain. So that aside, um, hope everyone that moved on mm. gets to all have great best. success to wherever they're going on towards, and uh, and the rest of the team at Team Four get to you know be able to find suitable replacements and continue on with with their work as well mm. jangu also retired i believe he's going to the military and he only been in the team for, how old is he he's only been in the league for an entire year just the one year isn't yeah. so correct was that where he was yeah at? but you know he's, he's he was basically a rookie in the league yeah. and then one year again, play on fire at the start. He's gone. Um, he was a huge <laughs> name good. at the start of Houston. Then yep. partway through, I mean, gets benched. That, it's only yeah. twenty one as well. He's not even like like a like a twenty seven. Ruje Hong. Yeah. Like, oh, I guess I should probably go to the military now. I think Ruje Hong actually already went to the military. But the point is, like, it's not one of those like really old, much older 
pro players, it's like, man, I really can't delay the maturity any longer. I kind of have to go now. So it's also not a bad year to take a break. It is and it's not. Like if you get another con, I think it might have been the case where speculatively had another team reached out and said, would you like to play for us for a year? He might have sta- signed on and stayed, but if he's not getting any offers mm. and he has no idea what tier two is going to look like with this transition, a pretty safe bet would be just be like, well, I might as well do my military, see what happens. Maybe I come out of military, Overwatch is still really good, and I just play again. Is that like a... So So usually when I hear about military training, it's usually like the end of your career a lot of the time. Pretty much, yeah. Very rarely well, do players kind of come back. You'd be... You'd have to come back and grind. You'd be behind. Yeah. yeah. You'd be behind, you'd have to come back and catch up. So, depending on your level of talent, maybe you... I haven't really heard of... To be fair, I actually haven't heard of many Korean players who retire from military and actually make a strong comeback. Usually that doesn't happen. And usually the reason that doesn't happen is because the new younger players coming through who are like 15 right now, and in three years' time when you're out of the military and those 15-year-olds are now 18... You're competing with some like hardcore yeah. rookies that are just way better than you. The only two to kind of circle back to Jay Hong and and that kind of lunatic high core, I believe, if memory serves me, they were coming out as Overwatch was being released. Yeah. So they were like, okay, cool. Okay. We were playing Sudden Attack. We were playing like all these kind of yeah. like, you know, mid tier shooters and doing really well. They got like, what are we going to play? They got in very early. You know, I think that right. the, the timelines just kind of lined up really nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's generally pretty yeah. hard. Also, just like because you're through basic and whatever, like shift in like it's a really hardcore experience to go through basic and then also just like military life and um differences of like really <laughs> points of view that mm, mm. seems fairly incompatible with um pro gaming life. So you come sad. back, you're just like you're like a Vietnam War vet. Your hand is shaking. <laughs> With a cigarette in your mouth, like, oh, you're just like completely <laughs> shaking shit. apart. I'm yeah, so you've sad. seen some shit. Uh, Con didn't win worlds this year and had to go retire. I was very sad. Yeah. As I like sprinkle my little bit of league into this podcast. Yeah, can, can I be talking about League of Legends for the people that don't know? Yeah. But that being said, I'm happy that. Isn't that won. fake? A fella still doing yeah. all right for himself? Um, What's this get off yeah. the fence thing? That's that you're. He, hey, don't. How about you don't f- worry about oh, it, man. Okay, I, I, okay, <laughs> well, okay. you don't worry about that. <laughs> I, I just I looked at it. I was like, we we we've like we reviewed China. Like, there's a lot missing in between Chinese teams and get off the fence. When do we get to that? He like. <laughs> Joe's got a thing there. You, Kenobi snooping. All right, we we got to move on to some other thing now. All right, do we spend the last hour talking about uh, last hour? We've nearly hit fucking three hours here. Do we spend? Yeah, right. A, the tiniest amount of time now tiny being very subjective talking about the big boy that everyone's been waiting for i like that we baited everyone we're like if you're like you're currently sitting here on the podcast like two hours later like man they haven't started well, how come how come we haven't talked about attack on tiny yet? don't they normally start with that is now when we do that or do we do get off the fence first? get off the fence first L- yeah let me let oh, me pose a quick you know fan okay. question for get off the fence all right, all right, featuring all right, the first, the first. 
Mr. Nosy Pants over here. Um, one question for the three of you from our lovely patrons. If you would like to also submit a question for Get Off the Fence, um, you can go over to patreon.com slash tactical crouch. Any level of patronage will get you permission to come into our Discord, drop a question. I'll add it to my magical list. And one of these days, we will get around to it, I promise. Um, so with three people on board, does gonna you know we're, we're gonna have to probably slim down the questions obviously we do want to get to some some anime stuff as the boys have mentioned <laughs> exactly um and because kenobi sang that godforsaken song you're gonna pop our cherry with this question from peace camper our lovely patron um kenobi get off the fence which post-release heroes and maps made the game better worse or irrelevant maybe even differentiate between casual play competitive play and possible viewing experience wait so wait hold on so which post-release heroes Uh and maps made the game better or worse or just were irrelevant oh brig like broke the game okay like i just just completely... So Brig made the game better, right? Is that what you got? <laughs> <laughs> I really loved Goats, and I think that she was a very key component to that being a, a, like a very prevalent part of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think on release, she was absolutely busted. I think it's... In terms of designing the character that the way she was on release, I think it is very much a look at how to have an idea of, like, dive is strong, we need to mm-hmm. counter dive, and then go... 180 degrees the other way and just be like what if we just made dive like irrelevant because this character is right Mm. so i think that she really kind of fumbled the way that the meta of the game was played for quite a bit and Mm. with all the reworks that she had it kind of reminds me of like rise where you just had to like continuously just change her and continuously fix her i think she made the game worse to an extent okay and then i think the current place that she's at now she's fine but so i think she w- did make the game worse on release which post-release hero would you say made the game better i'm trying to think of the post-release heroes because we so oh. like our first our first release was anna right yeah our first, was release. Our first new... uh, yeah anna's the one anna i think was great i think mm. anna is a very um skill-based champ which i do usually like champ hero that i do we really all know what like. you mean yeah uh i do like the really are League of Legends I, think, guy. <laughs> I think the uh i think just the amount of like playmaking you can make with that character also mm. really i think it changed the way of how we like viewed some certain points of like the game in terms of the playmaking that could be made from the support position like everyone remembers you know sleep big sleep darts right mm-hmm. everyone remembers um genji blades stuff like that Mm-mm. uh it, it made the game a lot more fun and dynamic for me uh mm. when i see it so she made the game better uh in terms of do i think answer for irrelevant too uh, i think everybody's answer is orissa but if you'd like to but yeah <laughs> that was yeah it's orissa fair enough all right avril <laughs> any post-release heroes made the game better or worse you also also can answer on maps that was also something that peace camper did throw in there Um, I quite like Eichenwalder as a map. Okay. Especially. Well, that was a good addition. Um, Anything I mean, specific people, about it that like kind of tickles you? Like, there's very. It's a very. There's a lot of variety on the map in terms of how it's designed and how it moves across mm. 
I especially think the design of B is quite nice mm-hmm. of how the layout is, the sort of high ground, low ground kind of deal, the bridge as well. And then when you get towards the bridge, you suddenly have an attacking path open that you can have a shortcut over. So it's the fact that this, that shortcut even exists in the first place, but it's only like viable at a certain stage, you know, lots of fun stuff that you can do on that map. And um, I think A is maybe the only problematic part of the map. I think C is even, I think people will say that C can be a bit of an issue but c is such a big change from the rest of the map as well that it just forces you to have versatility Mm. throughout a single setting on a map rather than just be like a one trick team on a specific you know composition Mm -hmm. so i don't know if that's like the best my number one i just think blizzard world is reasonable as well that was a good addition um Havana, even though Havana is like super hard to finish, I thought uh, I think Havana A is actually reasonably fun and creative. What else? Rialto is nice. But it's another. It's another map that's just so hard to finish. Maybe not. Agreed. Heroes. Um. I actually feel like BAP. Okay. This is this is quite controversial, actually. Very controversial because. Everyone will say, oh, mortality fields, such broken ability. It kind of is, and it needs to be addressed. But generally speaking, mm. I think BAP is the closest we've had to like an Ana-style support release since the start of the game. Because yeah. beyond that, we've had Brig, which has caused a lot of problems. Moira, which is just you know, a resident sleeper, Boring. man. Like, no one wants that. So mm. BAP was the first, like, oh, this is like a really high skill-based support here, like Ana. That we saw, mm-hmm. even though I'll concede that mortality field is problematic. I sure. also think that damage boosting is problematic as well, but since it's on an ultimate, it's a little less egregious for me. And it's obviously the best post release hero that's being released, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to say something like Echo, because I think Echo's flashy and unique in design, but at the same time, focusing beam is an issue in the game because of how bursty it is. Uh, I enjoy watching Doomfist. I think Doomfist fun gameplay is fun to watch, but I know mm. it causes a lot of problems in game in terms of playing against Doomfist. It's not a good experience. Also, huge burst damage again, not fun to play against. Ash has been pretty decent, actually. I think Ball does a good job of changing what the identity of Overwatch is in terms of how heroes function, because Ball is such an out-of-the-box hero design that not only do the developers in Team 4 not even believe that this concept could work, mm-hmm. but somehow they execute it to a way where I see this, I'm like, there's no way this can be in the game. And then <laughs> I look at this and I'm like, this is one of the most creative, well-thought-out, and in a way, balanced designs as well. I mean, Ball's had a lot of changes as well in terms of X or Y things that can and can't do, but mm-hmm. um, Ball really changed up how Overwatch was in terms of, if you think about Overwatch as like a 2D game, you don't, but like hypothetically, if you thought about a 2D game, Ball just dropped this new dimension of gameplay that you didn't even think was possible in what is meant to be an FPS game, right? So, right, agreed. Jessica, any post release heroes or maps that uh, you, you quite fancy or quite hate? Also, if, if, Moira, Moira is the most underwhelming there you go. release. There you go, that's okay. what I was saying. Okay, thank thank fuck that someone at least said something negative, so I don't have to be the only person <laughs> that it's just got goes off. Like Moira is absolutely snooze, and the worst part about her is that she's really effective, especially like at mid range skill levels. Like, oh my god, dude, 
no shame here, but like playing that hero is just free low for the most part, especially mm -hmm. during certain parts of her kit, right? Like yep. when tracking was very forgiving and uh, um, really don't like Moira. Um, are there any, I mean, Matt, in terms of maps, Jesus Christ, Paris was atrocious of a map. It's, it's not even really worth pointing out. I generally hate almost every new map coming in just by virtue of, like, making me play less of the maps I like. Yeah. Like uh, King's Row or even, like, quite like Numbani. Yo, mm. Bless up on King's Row, dude. What a fantastic map. Love it. Go to with the sauce, I hear. Um, other than that, I think, like, I think the most my most played hero overall, at least in the last couple of years, has been Ash. I quite like Ash. Okay. Um, I think that's that's fun hero design. Initially, it wasn't too high on Bob, but now I think it's a fine uh, ability. I think Echo is great, like just from a skill set. I think it takes a lot to be good at her. Yeah. Um, I think there's some shit gameplay that she produces, especially like the double quadruple diva bomb garbage. Um, <laughs> yeah. That that's really annoying, but otherwise, like it's it's pretty sweet. Like honestly, most of the new heroes we got are pretty decent. Like even Sigma, most of the Sigma metas were pretty fun to watch. Even though he hasn't doesn't really have pop off moments other than um, you like Fat Rocks, Fat Rocks and Eats. Yeah. Um, His alt on release was fucking nuts. True. Oof, that shit was crazy. Wrecking Ball, I definitely agree, especially because like Dive being my favorite archetype and him sort of like being the thing that brought brought it. I mean, mm. yeah, evolved it maybe. Yeah, um, Sombra was mostly a shit show. I feel like yeah. uh, for a lot of her history, and they really didn't know where to take her because it's like such an such a weird concept to have invisibility in a game like this, right? Um, and have it be effective as well. Oh, trust me, it could have been worse. <laughs> it could have been worse. She could have been... Oh, Blizzard could have easily have done some sort of, like, you can shoot while invisible. <laughs> and that, you know, there's so oh. many ways invisibility could have been done worse. Yeah. And then, I mean, I definitely echo, like, the point of, like, Anna being, like, really good uh, introduction. Um, I don't mind most of the payload and... Um, and uh, yeah, m I think generally the payload maps I don't I don't mind too much. Um, the introductions of Ilios was a meme in the beginning. Um, like uh, I don't know. I, I feel like there were it, it was pretty balanced overall. Like the game definitely got better through the introduction of new content. I would generally say that. Um. But yeah, it's. I think it's it's um, hard to cast a ver verdict on heroes that have changed so significantly as as like Sombra and Br Break have over the years. Um, mm. I think generally that points towards there being problems and it being pretty bad for the game if, if things have to change this drastically. But then again, that that is also true for something like. Torbjorn, you know. Sure. So, yeah, that's that's probably my take on this. All right. Hopefully, Peace Camper that answers 
that question um in a few or if anybody else would like to toss their question into the random hat that is my magical list you can head on over to patreon.com tactical crouch um you know sub away uh patronize us uh with your money and you know we can we can get that question going and yeah so thank you if you are doing that thank you thank you for the support we love you and uh yeah send in those questions all right avril rumble to you i bet (laughs) that intro is a banger is it not yes it is it is it is a banger thank you where do we start i mean so we haven't talked about this for two episodes right episodes yeah two, two of our episodes and two episodes have gone by and i think uh two aot episodes prior i said something like man these next two are going to be wild in terms of the narrative and it will just, it will explain everything. All the secrets will be out and, you know, everything in this universe will begin to make sense in terms of how it all is. And I feel like, I mean, was I, was I kind of right? I mean, it probably creates some new questions, but for the most part, when I first read through this part of the manga, it was like, aha, wow. So that's how it all is. Like, this is, this is where we came from. Definitely a high point for sure. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. Like, I knew it a little bit, right, from reading the manga. I didn't know the full extent. I feel like, I don't know, my my memory was also spotty because I knew, like, that. I mean, are we just going all out spoiler at this point? Right. Yeah. No no manga spoilers. No manga spoilers. Just anime. anime. Right. Just anime. Um, like I knew that point. that uh, like Aaron wasn't dead, but when when Sasha shot his yeah. head off, so I'm kind of confused as as to um no not Sasha what, what's her name um Gabby Gabby Gabby, Gabby shot, shot Sasha's your name yes true Sasha's the That's fucking potato girl who died by Gabby's good. name yeah a hand if you recall <laughs> but yeah so, I mean she just inherited. You know, she inherited the name by killing her. Sort of like how you inherit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, long story short, like my my memory was just body probably because like I remember mm-hmm. that he didn't die, but I didn't particularly remember the rest. Mm. Um, but yeah, like Jesus Christ, the last ep- two episodes were just like such a symphony of shit coming together, and then like my I could literally feel my like neurons reconnecting and going like. Oh my god, this motherfucker knew in 2019 when he kissed Historia's hand or shit like this. Yep. Yep. Oh man. That was so yes, satisfying. Okay. Can I ask you a question? And I need your live reaction if this right. isn't the case. Have you been paying attention to the titles of the episodes? No, not at all. Can you do me a favor and look up episodes 80s? The latest episode's title, and look at the first episode's title. And, and I need a live reaction. First of all of them? Yes, the first ever episode of Attack on Titan, the anime. Okay, let me see. What is the, what's that title's name? Popular. Um, oh, you didn't see this, Yuska? I'm so, well, I mean, it, it, there was, there was a, there's been a, it's been a while since the first episode. <laughs> And it's not something you typically pay attention to. Yeah. I so would you, 2,000 years in the future. Now look at episodes 80s title. 
Um, from you, 2,000 years ago. Jesus Christ, dude. Wow. <laughs> fucking hell. It's fucking everywhere. Uh, the Historia the Historia hand thing, I think people still don't understand, though. To an uh, I think most I, of I it, feel right? like you should now. I yeah. Feel like it was something that I had to convince some people about the whole idea that time is. We we had a discussion about it, like Everett and I, like what kind of time travel it is, right? Well, and time like, doesn't. Yeah. In the, in the Attack on Titan universe, time doesn't like like events are set in stone and they're unchangeable. Is how is how time works in Attack on Titan. I mean, yes, like, but like. The, the without vision, Aaron wouldn't have accomplished what he does, right? No, yeah, yeah. So when, yeah, so when he kisses, but he doesn't see when when he kisses his story's hand, he doesn't see like the entirety of like the future, right? He just sees bits and pieces of it. No, he sees. This is how it works. It's very convoluted. He sees his father's memories, Grisha's memories, and he sees himself in Grisha's memories of what he did to Grisha, so he only yeah, sees yeah, yeah. what he showed Grisha in the future, because it goes in a big fucking circle. Yeah. If, you, if you remember from this episode, it was also in the manga as well. When they come out of paths uh, after going through Grisha's memories, mm. he's, Aaron says to Zeke, thank you for taking me into our past. That was the only way he could influence and he could talk to yeah. his father and do all those things, right? So... He, after kissing Historia's hands, he got a vision. He saw his um, father's memories, which included himself meddling with his yeah. father yes. through time travel in the paths, and that's how that kind of thing works. So it's it's really messing in that regard. But does he not see also like the future as well as like every because he has the the. He the... yeah, it, again, it's convoluted. Like he sees it because he's also there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's he sees everything that he's part of. Correct. Another thing that was actually pretty cool is that um in the scenes where he's time traveling back um i don't know if you guys know this in the scenes where he's time traveling back time traveling or whatever mm. um the only scenes where he actually where like grisha can see zeke are the scenes where aaron yeah, is standing actually, through the point of view of yes. seeing like yeah. zeke yeah. even though the idea of like him being able to touch zeke is a little weird um, I don't know about touching. I think that's more like he's hugging air, but yeah, I don't know. That's how I read into it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I'm like he's literally yeah. just hugging the air. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that I think that scene in particular, though, like to 79's point, like the scene immediately after Grisha kills like the royal like family or whatever. Oh, where he um, asks Aaron why he didn't show him everything. Like the like the 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 choreography or the direction of like him like just snapping around, like you really get like the visceral feeling of somebody like having a mental breakdown. Like the way that it's written, obviously, is great, but like just the, the way that it's shot is. I mean that too. It's phenomenal. Like that. That's just creme de la creme. Like peak art right there. Yeah. Mm. And to the to the time travel point, it's like it's really easy to mess that shit up, right? Oh, to get sure. the logic wrong, to be internally inconsistent, to erase all meaning of it. Where mm. like, I mean, theoretically speaking, right? Let's say, let's say, 
Eren was to look into his future through Grisha's eyes, therefore mm. inform himself to change his actions to accomplish his goal, then there would be a recursive argument until it wiggles so much that then eventually he will, given enough time, and time doesn't make, like, doesn't matter, right? He eventually arrives at the perfect solution for him. <coughs> Which technically also, is exactly what is happening right now, right? I, I forgot to do this, so I need to do this really quick right now, but um, if you're, if you're still here, it's too late, but obviously there's going to be spoilers here <laughs> from the show, so uh, you... If you haven't watched the last two episodes, you probably should. Well, if you're not caught up in the season, you probably shouldn't be listening to this right now, unless you don't care about spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if you don't care about Attack on Titan, you, I don't know why you're still here. Like, oh, yeah, why were you? What's so, happening? Uh, there, there was meant to be a warning before we got into this. Be like, we kinda here we go. Right? Warning. We're going to the AOT stuff. You are going to head into anime spoiler territory. You might not want to be here if you don't want to get spoiled. So, uh, you, <laughs> 10 minutes 10 minutes too late. I kind of asked, you know, right? Gonna... Like, I asked if, if we are now fully going into spoilers. I think that's fair enough. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, yeah. I, I think also the mechanism that Zeke had to make this possible by the time travel is kind of cool because yeah. he's like, on multi levels, he's now important, right? Yeah. Like, not just due to the uh, royal blood connection, but also like, Someone else would have likely not used the founder in that way, you know. Mm-hmm. Now the he, he needed to be raised in like that specific way is kind of what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Now the question is, what is okay? Maybe this is an obvious one for you guys, but I didn't really pick up on it. What is the mechanism by which they m- meet Ymir? Oh, like the coordinate Shh. shit. Because why? Well, why do does he have like? Can they only go there? When they touch, the brothers touch, and not when Aaron touches, like, Historia. Because, uh, because did, theoretically, just, he learns that, of it, all of the, that knowledge, mm-hmm. and he could just sit there and go, wait a fucking second, I can go there? Oh, let's fucking go there, are we then. Allowed to, are we allowed to talk about... <laughs> I, I, I don't remember I'm still not even sure. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I couldn't tell you later. I don't know that it does. I don't and if know it that did, there's it an didn't. answer. I don't know yeah. that there is an answer to that question. Okay, I'm not sure because, like, yeah, I thought, like I guess technically speaking, so yeah, why why couldn't he go to paths through Historia, right? Maybe it's because they didn't. Wait, did Historia is it, like is it not want he... to? No, huh? Maybe they didn't headbutt. That's what they got to do. <laughs> the, the headbutt, Loxy. <laughs> the meeting of the minds. I feel like it's probably has something to do with. Oh like, the wait, world. wait, wait! He couldn't. He couldn't have known the Grisha. He couldn't have had that vision back, and the he couldn't have impacted the past had Zeke not shown him. It had yeah. to be Zeke, which he goes to Ymir with. So Zeke. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we unlocks- already covered that yesterday. I already no, said no, that. No, no, but the the fact think, like it I doesn't think he's work. Connecting it. No, it doesn't work. That he immediately goes to Ymir. That's the reason. And the mechanism doesn't work otherwise. Yeah, he the the because the okay the because of the way the timeline works, he has to go through Zeke because Zeke would would take him through the past yes. to let him do that. Unless, like in theory, so you, you hypothetically speaking, could you ever could you have a situation where 
he butts heads with historian they just go in the past together i don't know like that's that that sounds like but really it's not in his hand should be able to do what zeke does yeah i mean it would change the timeline and in this story you know you can't change the timeline because it's already been set in stone but yeah i'm just saying in theory i don't see how because you're right i don't see how his story is really that different from zeke in terms of access to royal blood like he could have traveled to the paths with historian just maybe done the same thing but that's obviously not how the timeline goes i don't know I, I, yeah i mean as soon as he touches her he he like he sees that mechanism and i mean there's there's just like a probability if she does do it or not it's un less likely because they don't have shared history and don't need to explore anything yeah so like she would need to do it i think because that like she needs to command Yimia to do that with them, I guess. I also don't really understand why, like, by what metric it, it, did he... Okay, I guess this is a future spoiler. But, like, why does Eren suddenly have control of Yimia, even though he is not the royal blood? She, she chose him. Yeah, he gave her a big old so, hug. Yeah. So gave her a big old hug. the way the way <laughs> so this is I'm just I'm just looking into what was shown like the way yeah. it, it's supposed to work is Zeke commands Zeke uh, this is the other thing they don't really explain Zeke just kind of hand waves he says oh yeah I figured out how to hand wave away the whole indoctrination thing I'm just oh, I'm just special like we don't even know how the hell that happened and Zeke's yeah. just like yeah well, I just did it and I'm like all right I we just have to believe him I guess mm -hmm. um so he can just he can command your man says yeah you may do this um you know it he, she goes to the paths and just changes everything and does does it all right mm -hmm. um except Aaron got to her quote unquote freed her uh you may chose to side with Aaron yeah. and now uh, he's the one with all the power right yeah. I think that's how I read into it that's how I kind of looked at it personally hit him with the classic talk no jutsu hmm I mean, effectively, right? Like, he hit her with, like, a, a rousing speech to say, you know what, fuck all this. Like, we're going to fucking, we're going to change time. You you don't have to be a fucking slave anymore. You don't have to be, you know, caged up as a bird. You know, just all the motifs from episode one. And, you know, she's like, you know, I cry every time. Uh, <laughs> let's go, Aaron. Pog chant. Yeah. Makes sense. Tier three sub. Apparently. Apparently. Aaron's a simp. Confirmed. <laughs> Isn't that the other way around? Wouldn't Ymir be a simp? Oh, true. She learned. She learned how to simp, and now is a tier three sub to Aaron Yeager's uh, OnlyFans. That means Aaron has two simps. True. So well, one's. I mean, now <laughs> is he like? Now I think the other thing is well, the anime only watches. You, there was there was a lot of debate on like, well, is Aaron a hero? Is he a villain? Is he an anti-hero? Like, where does he stand? And I think the drill genius of Isayama's writing is that yep. he's kind of like just he just is him. I don't think he's he's not trying to be a hero. He's obviously not trying to be a villain. He might do like villainous things. Villainous like things. If, you, if you looked at a vacuum, be like that's pretty villainous. Mm -hmm. But his character is so well written and it makes so much sense that everything he does is so extremely within his character Correct. of what his motivations align to yep. that it all just makes sense i'm like yeah he would do that he, these are these are all are definitely 
This is absolutely how Aaron functions, which yeah. is why the whole reveal of like, no, Grisha didn't brainwash me. This is just how I've always been. It's like, yeah. mm-hmm. if anything, he he did the manipulation to Grisha. It was the other way around, right? Yeah. Aaron was a mastermind yeah. the entire time. That's just how he's always been. And if you go back, and that's why I think like this is a two-watch show. Like You have to go back and watch this because like at every point, it's shown to you that like this kid has problems. And it's just like, oh, well, it's a it's a typical show and like he'll figure it out. He's a good guy. It's like, well, no. Good people can do really, really horrible shit. Mm-hmm. You, you go back to like, I remember the scene like with them on a beach. Like, I don't I couldn't tell you like what f- precursed this the scene, but they're on the beach and he legitimately points across the water and goes, if I kill yeah. everybody way over there, like now can we be free? Yeah. if you and go yeah everyone looked at that scene and they're just like oh well he's just like that he's just he's just a sad boy that. yeah he's, yeah he, he's not he wouldn't <laughs> he does he wouldn't act on that he's just yeah. saying that right you know that's and who he <laughs> is and that's also that's also aaron po- i'm pretty sure it's post uh historicus right hand uh, I, I couldn't um tell. now that's okay right. now here that's a good question well because at that at that point at that point he would he he would I guess would he already know that? I need to check now. I need to check now because here's the problem: is the way it works is the timeline was they went into the basement, right? Mm -hmm. They got the books, yeah, and then they went back, received the medals, and during the medal ceremony, that's where the hand kiss happened. So where did the beach episode happen in between that? Where where was the beach? I think it was like the end of the season, no, or like an end of one of those seasons. I I think it was yeah, it was like the last episode. But like, did did that happen before or after the kiss? I don't know. And now I can't remember either. Think before it's 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 a tough one. I would guess it would have to, right? Like, I don't think that dialogue makes a lot of sense if it was post. Uh, I mean, it's sort of like giving it it away. More sense if it's post because if it's post, then that means he says we're because he's already seen. I checked it. I checked it. Yeah, so he's already seen that he knows that he has to basically kill everyone over the other side of the ocean. Mm. Fuck. Yeah, and I mean, like again, there's there's so many instances, even like even recently where like Hanji like comes down to check on him, and like he's just like you have to fight, 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 and like he's like trying to like whether it's a doubt whether you know whatever is is going on in his psyche at that point like he knows what has to be done obviously dude, dude this is like him asking this is like sort of like mom can i eat the cake in the fridge <laughs> uh no that, that's for uh later like we have friends over oh i already did yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> The, the the funny thing as well is like if you look at the uh, what I what I really liked about the scene where he goes back in time is mm. whenever Aaron looks at his younger self before the hand kiss he looks at it with like complete disdain it's fucking hilarious because yeah, he's because he's ignorant yeah he doesn't have he doesn't know how the fucking world works and how yeah. dog shit it can be and how fucking cold it can be right like he's seen yeah. some shit he's seen enough shit he's seen a couple lifetimes of shit right. Like that, that does something to you. And like to see yourself just so blissfully like ignorant. ignorant yeah. yeah. That probably fucks up that, that fu- that's a, that's mm-hmm. a weird parallel to draw. Right. Like that's really odd. So, okay. So how does the vision really work? Because a vision, what you mean? Like when he goes what, back in time. No. What, yeah. What kind of vision is transported to Grisha? Because it so the, sounds the fa- selective, right? It sounds like he can control what he sends. Yes, he can because I believe he can because I believe Grisha also 
Otherwise, Grisha would have never left because he sees his wife be eaten. Yeah, because Grisha at the end also says in that scene where yeah. before he hugs Zeke, he says, why didn't you show me? Because he wants to know what's going to happen to his no, I think he's saying he's saying like he's speaking like not in third person, but he's saying generally like, why didn't Aaron show me more? Like, what are you what are you like trying to hide yeah. from me? So it's almost like he's only being shown and this this gets into like the mechanics of like the attack titans power where it's like you see the future inheritors vision if i'm if i'm understanding it correctly yeah so like he's seeing aaron's memory because he passes it to aaron no mm, no so how i i understand it is that he okay. aaron passes down his or, or like the founding titans can just like throughout history just send their um can they send back and forth though Yes, you can send it forward, which is for forward. But can you send back? Oh, you don't. What do you mean, send it forward? You. But you just I be mean, remembering from the past. There's no sending forward. Right. Oh, yeah. True. Wait. But it isn't the forward thing. No, it can't be. It I've been sending be. memories forward my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> but between well. users, right? Even though that's not very novel because you inherit all memories of the person you ate in order to become a special type. The way right? I understood it is that Aaron specifically does not show Grisha that's the, way that, yeah. the memories that he wants to see. Right. It's to, to manipulate so, the future. To manipulate him. Yeah. So implicitly in that is that he takes his mother's death for like a sacrifice he has to make. No? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. You know what else is really messed up? Is Aaron himself doesn't even know, see the full picture. It's been confirmed in the anime from the fact that he didn't know that you know he was going to get chained up and he wasn't just instantly going to have access yep. to Ymir and all that. Um, but it's also, this is like extremely light manga spoiler, but this, he also doesn't know the end game. He knows what he wants yeah. to do and how he wants to use his power, but he yeah. doesn't know the ending. For example, he doesn't know the ending of Attack on Titan, the series. Yeah. He does not know how it actually ends. Mm. That's confirmed in the manga itself. So yeah. even his own ability to see in the future is like mega limited, apparently. Mm. Also, yeah, we only, don't even, he, we don't have a clear view he, of how that works. Yeah, when he kisses Historia's hand, he only sees like very specific things that like are in the future. He can't like ever. No, he right. he uh, he he's he's specifically stated when he kissed the hand, he could only see Grisha's memories, and he saw himself yeah. interacting with Grisha's memories because of the time through power. Grisha's memories. Yeah, yeah, and then I mean, it is also sort of implied that because he doesn't receive information from the next Attack Titan, that yeah. there's no next Attack Titan. Yeah, in a way. Right? Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. That sounds So that means he... Okay, we're getting into spoiler territory. <laughs> yeah, Is that what we're getting from those facial no, I expressions? Mean, I mean, it's like hard for me. I, can't, I don't think it's like a I can say yes or no thing because yeah. then yeah. maybe it, we should just dodge this. Right. It, it's it's yeah, it's a it's a loaded question. You're getting into you're getting into like we would have to explain to you like right. pretty significantly. The I'm one thing I do want to circle back to to I think Avril, you've brought this up, like looking at Aaron Jaeger as like a character, like Isayama created art. This this is art. Like you get to interpret whether or not Aaron Jaeger is an anti-hero, a villain, a yeah. hero. Like, who is he a hero of? There are some people, like, you can look at Eldians and their plight and say, look, 
he's doing a very heroic feat in a messy way. Is he an anti-hero for some people? Sure. Is he a villain for some people? 100%. That's up for you, the viewer, to decide. That is art. I'm sorry. Mm. It is. Yeah. No, for sure. I, I like to imagine that this is an entire manga slash anime that is told, the story is told from this perspective of the villain, if you want to categorize it that way. Sure. Yeah. In a simple way. It's told from the perspective of the villain, except you don't know that it's the villain the entire time. Nope. And by the time that you realize it's the villain, you're like, but actually, because we followed this person the entire time, you you oh, 100 yeah. just see, you almost like sympathize, you kind of sympathize or empathize with him a little bit. You're like, well, I can actually see why his motivations and his mm -hmm. life has led him to this point. And if you were if you were to look at this from like, I don't know, a more standard, like pure protagonist POV, so maybe from arm, if the anime and manga was instead done from Armin's POV, yeah. Aaron would just simply be like a normal villain. You'd be like, oh, yeah. it's, it's so deplorable. And it's like, yeah. wow, he got betrayed. And what a, what a, what a mustache twirling villain, right? But because you see it mm -hmm. only, you should actually see it from Aaron's POV. It's not that way at all because you see the trauma that he goes. So you see his entire history. And you're like, yeah, it all hundred percent makes sense why he is the way that he is. I mean, it, you know, a lot it, of characters go through that motion, right? Like you think of, oh, of course, Rhino and Battle like, as like the these pure guys. Then they like fucking switch into like hyper evil mode, and then you yeah. they bring them back later yeah, on. Yeah, Sasuke, right? literally Sasuke. Yeah, literally I I wouldn't. I agree. I think again the 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 key here is the point of view. Sasuke again, it, it you you get bits and pieces of the story told from his point of view, but most of it is from Naruto and and right. you know well, that that collective. I still do think though that like Sasuke is basically Aaron if he was in a shonen, like like to the like yeah of, like it being extremely short because he's sasuke's a to in all extent is like basically kind of like it's not naruto but he is probably the second or like co-main character in the show in right most of the time yeah agreed so, i you guys have lost me because i haven't seen naruto it, it, <laughs> i i i think to to kenobi's point like it does fit the issue that like it doesn't land as well yeah. is because it's not shown because through his point not, of view yeah you yeah. don't get to see everything you just get to see the big moments I, for mm. me uh, a great parallel and i think nearly the same reasons why aaron is going to be so prolific in in just i think anime history um is the same reasons that like i think arthas as a character is going to be prolific in like rpg history because you get to see the descent the rise to heroism and the descent into madness and like the turn to being a villain through his point of view, right? Like you get to see all the fucked up shit that he goes through and what he turns into for whatever reason, you get to decide if he's a villain or a hero or whatever it is. And there, there's a reason why people attach so much weight to that character um, coming from the Warcraft universe. Um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's well done. And I think the key to Avril's point is, is seeing from their perspective, what actually goes on, not through somebody else's perspective. Yeah, I will say the the one take that always pisses me off on Twitter, and I think mm -hmm. see it less now because it's sort of like the twists and turns. But like for years, people have been saying Aaron is a mid tier protagonist, oh, which was always oh, insane to me. Yeah. But that was a really commonly held opinion. Oh, well, for sure. I think I think I think it's because to to be fair, a lot of like anime, I think is like at least in on like Twitter and stuff. I think shonen is like the main demographic i would say of like right. people yeah. who, like enjoy anime and stuff and they're 
extremely attached to their protagonists and they want mm. them to be cool they want them to be the good guy yeah, they power want them level to, like, up yeah shit and yep, you yep, know yep. Man. power level and then you have aaron who's like a you know who's not in that mold and they're like ah, he's mid you know yep. dog water I think for good writing like that, you need like those like slow moments. And that's kind of like where I dropped the show too, where it was just like, you need time to like, let it breathe and build itself out. And then you can wrap it all together. I just don't like, I just don't like the, the standard cookie cutter shonen protagonist because most of them are like unbearingly, like (laughs) egregiously good to the yes. point where like yes. the, the way they're written is boring it's like we we know they're always going to pick the always good option yep they're they're so morally on a high horse it pisses me off just just they 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 have zero you know depth to the character yeah. because they're so like unbelievably good yeah, to the point the where problem. I'm like there's no one no one actually is like that i don't no, think anyone exactly, is like no, outright exactly. unbelievably good yeah, in, the, yeah. in as a human being and some some people might believe that they are you're not. But like, I mean, it's when push comes to shove. You have a price, but I'm sorry. Fucking, yeah. If shit hits, if shit hits the fan, yep. your motherfucker's about to million dollar get man, into the doggy dog price. world. You know, yep. if the apocalypse happens tomorrow, we'll see who's good and bad. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's how life is. Yeah. Um. And and I think real human being, it's 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 all a gray water. You know, morality. It's 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 a lot of gray areas. So like, Aaron's character's so well done because it has the depth of a character that. Is a super consistent to the way that it's written in terms of how the character is, but also has a lot of unpredictable, uh, a lot of uh, you can't really quite predict everything just because right. he's not so straight and narrow. Yeah, you know he he is both equally straight and narrow in terms of where his values and principles are, but also like in terms of the real because he's such an I don't know if I can classify him as an Andy here, but. Maybe, maybe that'd be the best way to do it, but Probably. he's he's not predictable in the way that, you know, you know he's always just going to pick the righteous, correct option. He's the lawful good paladin, and that's all he's ever yeah, going to do. Yeah. He, he really is, like, closer to, a, like, a true neutral or even a chaotic mm-hmm. neutral to me, which is really exciting. Yeah, that's, he, feels, he feels like a person you might know. Yes, yeah. that's exactly... It feels very authentic because, yep. like... And I think that's the issue a lot of people have because they consume media that has Disney principles. Like yes, you have an evil yes. person and then there's the good guy, which yep. is not at all like reality. Which is right? Naruto. Like Naruto is like fucking yeah. good versus evil. Other. And it yeah. works. There's but... like very few. And even Naruto has some, some <laughs> Sweet, shades. Like yeah. for instance, with the yeah. pain thing where he definitely wants to kill pain and then he sort of sees yeah. the the motivation behind pain's pain and then yeah. um sort of turns around on that but if eventually like uh chooses the present other cheek approach and mm-hmm. but yeah like and it's it just feels so much more organic when you realize that even the people that you would i generally think to be evil like even if mm-hmm. like think of the most evil people there probably are some who are legitimately just like rotten and there's something oh, like sure. wrong about them in, in their psychology where it's like when mm-hmm. if you're a mass murderer i'm sorry but yeah. like a, but the vast majority of people you think of as truly evil if you were to like have the errand moment where you go through their points in life you would have the ability to yeah. empathize with their development into that. Mm-hmm. Realizing that 
probably if you were in that position had made this those experiences as well you would probably not land too far off um mm -hmm. even though morality to a decent degree is also genetically determined uh, as we know um like the understanding of what what is moral or like the inclinations the ability to empathize is to a degree uh, a genetic feature right like um but all i'm hearing is you're telling people to headbutt their bullies to understand their pain <laughs> no to to be in the position where like you could be the asshole right like Sure. Had, have somebody had but you had had shit gone a little bit different? <laughs> you could be the asshole, or maybe you are the asshole, but mm -hmm. like you are very, or maybe there are no assholes, but like very, just very powerful stories that you believe in, right? Mm. And that makes oh, well. it so much more uh, empathy-inducing. Like, yeah, it, it is. It is sometimes and. I think media has been pretty good and it has been a pretty big, big focal point of media to introduce like this empathize with, with villain type of yeah, media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would say like that first started actually, if you think about it, like Attack on Titan almost in that uh, uh, part, because it also became came around at the time, feels like the Breaking Bad Dexter type of uh, motive sure, where yeah. you're following actually the villain and... Yes, they have some righteous bends or whatever, but they still do pretty fucked up shit and then un unintentionally also like cause the death of actually innocent people, right? Yeah. It's uh, like a death note approach where you're following light around and he's just like, yeah, yes. bro, like, is this good or bad? Like, you get to decide. Yeah. That's why people, I think, connect yeah. with it. Here's the real complexity of the character. And this is like, by the way, my favorite show or my favorite type of story doesn't have protagonists and antagonists. Everyone is just both at the same yep. time because yeah. that's how yeah. that's how these people are. Like no one's I don't think there is a world where someone is like just truly straight and narrow, one hundred percent like righteous mm. to the core with zero yeah. nothing bad at all. That yeah. just doesn't exist. There's and in the same yeah. measure, there's no one that's the opposite. There's no one that's just so mustache twirlingly evil yeah. that mm. there's no like hint of good intention in there or hint of love in there. You know what? Like there's that type of you know, binariness of like it's either fully good or fully bad yeah. is so boring in like most stories that are mainstream. So anything that's not that is great because there you should you need just want to show where like you don't you don't know who the good guy and the bad guy is because there is no good guy and bad guy. Everyone's just a guy. They're all yeah. just different guys who are living their lives. Now the real great complexity about Aaron's character is that from seasons one to three, I think he I think even he believed he was that shown in hero because oh, for sure. he was like he was like I'm just gonna kill the Titans. They're they're bad. They're yeah. you know they're gonna stop humanity, and I have to save humanity. I'm gonna be the good guy, right? And everyone believed that. And you're watching that, and you're seeing that he's he at that point he really is kind of like a more of a typical shonen protagonist. He's very shonen from, at the start mm. from like, from seasons one to three, right? He and he's yeah. getting more powerful and all that. But then you see season four, and and, and shit really changes. And I think it changes for everybody because that yeah. is when you discover that the world is bigger than Parody Island. In fact, you don't even know it was not. You don't even know where you were. Yeah. Like, the entire show flipped itself on the head from season four onwards or from that Arguably point switched the manga onwards. I remember when I read the manga and I post, post basement from the manga, yeah. the entire story was just different yep. to me. The way yep. I viewed it, yeah. entirely different. And I feel like that's where you see the, the real true development of Eren's character where it's just like, Oh, we're not against we're not up against Titans. Yes. We're up against everybody. Yeah. The yeah. entire world wants us dead. And then you can start to see how 
his brain's just from like, in order to be the hero, I have to, and to save my people, I have to be the quote unquote villain here, even though I don't think he would see it that way, to defeat my enemies who are now just everyone outside of Parody Island to protect his people and the people that he loves. And the most, and I guess to the point is that we also had this discussion off, off stream, off, uh, off recording where it's just like, Marley, uh, for some reason, this maybe I'm 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 a little bit annoyed at this part of the writing, but Marley do feel a little bit too evil to me, where they're so unbelievably bad in terms of how they treat Eldians and how they yeah. subjugate them that like there's no there's not even a single person there's no one there that's even like maybe we shouldn't do that you know yeah. and maybe maybe you look at the time yeah, period it looks like true. more of like a World War more of like a World War One time period and you know propaganda is like really strong at that stage yeah. in the time. Um, everyone literally just only believes what the government says and the government says Eldians are all bad and they're lesser than than normal people and you mm. know we should subjugate them and all the peasants are like yes we should do that whereas nowadays you know people are you no one you'd you'd be asking some questions you know you'd yeah. be like are they that bad should we be doing this i mean maybe we should, maybe we shouldn't treat them that way it's um, certain subset of people that are very brave yeah. to not be thrown in with everyone else as history tells sure. us would yeah uh, so, and then right. and, but they, they do look pretty totalitarian the fact that they have like actual ghettos that mm. um that mirror like jewish ghettos in world war ii right it's a very similar yeah. thing the armbands i mean it's all there all the symbolism is there mm -hmm. uh the point is that, like their malians are they're, they're painted in this like extremely kind of quote-unquote evil light yeah um, but because they are that way that feeds aaron's motivation to be like well, it's literally them or us because yeah. there's no peace. There's no peace here. That's why everyone's saying like, "Oh, but why, why don't they just follow like Armin's plan?" That's bullshit. You can't because <laughs> Mali ain't gonna fucking play by those rules. Yeah, no. They want to annihilate you. They're in this world of Attack on Titan. It's just either you are annihilated or you have to annihilate them because they will not let you exist. So your only option is to you can all just die, or you have to count. You have to have the offensive and you have to get rid of them that that's the only solution left and that's why yep. aaron went to the links that he had to go to yes and that's mm. why you probably need to uh write molly that way otherwise aaron's motivations feel like okay so you got founding titan power yimmy is your best best girl now and you choose that option as like a solution yeah. bro like even though like you clearly have seen that there could be a potential for anything else i think there's Unfortunately, you kind of have to lean in there in order for it to be coherent. Mm. There, there's a very pivotal scene that will be upcoming. Mm -hmm. um, we've already seen this in the manga. Um, it's actually a flashback scene. I'm not going to spoil. I'm not going to speak too much of it because I don't want to spoil anything. It's not a huge... It's not really a massive spoiler anyway, but mm -hmm. it explains a lot. There's there's a turning point for Eren that people wonder. People wonder, like, oh, at I what point I'm... does Eren specifically say, fuck this, and right. to people looking at him, he, he looks like he's probably gone off the rails, right? At what yep. point does he go from Eren to, like, Jaegerist Eren? Like, where's right, where's yeah. that breaking point? Yeah, that I'm, hasn't happened right in the anime that. yet. Yeah. You, yeah. Will, you don't get that context until a little bit later on. That will probably happen in the next two to three episodes. I think in the next two episodes, you're going to get that context. Right. There's mm -hmm. a very specific flashback that you don't know about yet, unless you've seen the manga, you've read the manga, okay, okay. where really this happens, and yeah, Eren's like, fuck this, I know what I need to do. Yeah. Um, that's the moment that convinces him there can be no peace because at, you know i think armin's plan sounds nice like oh yeah we should just introduce ourselves and say hey we would like to be peaceful and be part of the world and, and there's a turning point where they just they specifically being aaron i mean i think he's the realest one in there in that room where he realizes 
that reality simply cannot happen and it is literally them or us and i choose us okay that's good because like like most people would let's face it it's rumbling time baby yeah if if you if you like like think of it even on like a smaller scale for people who are like no like i'm not aaron nope no i I think aaron's a bad dude i think he's a fucking fucked up guy i think he's a genocidal he is is a fucked up guy yeah he's a fucked up guy we're all fucked up bro i hate to break (laughs) it to you you're fucked up hey listener you're fucked up too you have demons you have you have you have darkness in you right like everybody's fucked up even if you minimize it like you're not taking the moral high road and letting your family just get fucking trampled if you could stop it right you might go farther. You might, you might not go right. Like it, it you might not go as far. Maybe, especially because right? you know how to like do the right. thing. To- yeah, like there, there's, you're not too far off. You are extremely aware that like you doing this thing is going to like yeah, keep your people safe or whatever. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. There's also a time restraint. He he, he can't wait his entire oh. life. He's he's yeah. gonna die in like X amount True. of years. So he has to do that. It's like, and he knows that he only he will have the power because it's a very specific circumstance where he has all these titans within him, yep. including the founder, and he he can do this, and he has the will in almost like a Thanos kind of way. Yeah, what was the quote? It's like the hardest decisions require the greatest wills, the or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, and he he is like, I I I believe based on his character and how it's written, he would believe that there is no one else that would have the will to make that decision. That yep. he and only he can make right to go and just trample the world, um. And so, based on the time constraints as well, he also doesn't have time to just wait around and see if there can be peace. A decision simply must be made, or else he will just simply expire and die because there's a hard time limit on how long he can be alive for mm. being a titan shifter. It's a and it's an accelerated trolley problem, right? Like you have a split couple seconds to decide who lives and who dies, and you have the power to change the future. What do you decide? The people that are closest to you or some random strangers that want to kill you. I don't know. Seems pretty cut and dry to me. It's also he knows that like whoever he leaves the future to are better people than he is. Oh, for sure. Right. Mm -hmm. Like they like he knows, Okay, I'm trampling this shit. And then Armin is here for a couple more years to get this shit on on the road. And well, he I mean, he he also. He also knows it. Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> we're getting say, we're getting a little too we're getting we're getting into some some anime uh, or some some manga here. What what does he know? What what? Hmm. Yeah, I'm to trying to figure out what he does. Know? Because to? no, no, he wouldn't know because this is 2021 that the manga chapter was released that this happened. Okay. So. No, he just like wouldn't know this, so I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> Bro, by by virtue of where you guys stop, I'm like <laughs> trying to recreate like. Um, what would no it, because option. because something happens where he it, it's basically the point in the manga that everyone's talking about where it's like he, mm-hmm. he knows that like this is the thing that like I am going to do that I need to do and mm. I literally can't do anything else there's nope. no other option yeah yeah you, he's, you've seen too much you already know how the fucking you at least you know how some of the sausage is made I think to Avril's point like he doesn't know how the shit ends but he's seen an ending and that ain't yes. good. So we're gonna not do that. How about that? We're gonna not. We're gonna do the opposite. This is literally peace was never an option. The anime, yeah. you know, like <laughs> pretty much. That's it's like the most truest quote that you could apply to this, mm. because it literally isn't. Like, I mean, and unfortunately, it's not even because of Aaron or anyone in LD. It's Marley made that choice. 
It's they, 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 their choice is that there cannot be peace. Mm. Right. So in a in a fucked up way, you could almost say that Mali brought it upon themselves. But the problem is, and here's the other issue: is why does so the question would be then why doesn't Aaron just crush Mali and let that be? Because if you only do that, yeah. you still look like a genocidal maniac, and the rest of the world will still turn on you anyway. Yeah. And also, it would prove Mali right because Mali's entire. Their entire right. gospel is that, like, all oh, Aldeans, they're all evil, and they're all monsters, and they're all going to destroy us. And then Mali gets destroyed. Well, guess what? Mali looks like they're pretty fucking damn right, if that's how it goes. So, unfortunately, Aaron has to take it even further than that, because he knows that if he only stops at Mali, the rest of the world would retaliate anyway. So, mm. it's a really messed up situation. Yeah. Very. It's, it's, it's literally them or us, and it's not, like you're saying, it's not just Marley. It's everybody. Because, like, for instance, like, just play with that that hypothetical. Like you're saying, like, now it's all Eldians. Eldians cause the rumbling. We have to persecute Eldians, right? And it only continues that cycle. So you have to literally murder the cycle or it just continues. Yeah. You have to literally break it, right? You have to. The thing is. In the most visceral way. But the thing is, does it really stop with anyone else but Eldians? Aren't some aliens also pissed off by this move? Isn't there an animosity oh, sure. within that group that keeps the fight going? I wouldn't doubt it. Like, some of them Maybe like not. some people from Mali, right? Like, have ties there. Like, I Gabby's not g- going to like go like, oh, yeah, well, makes sense. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. G- Gabby's an interesting character. I think- Gabby also she- trying to do shit right now. She's yeah. also done with her arc anyways, <laughs> pretty much. There's very little Gabby can do about that right now. But yeah, yeah. you're not wrong. I mean, there would be... I mean, I mean, you'll see. You'll, you're, I, yeah. I, this, this conversation gets really dangerous as well, as far as manga mm-hmm. is you know, you'll, very you'll see dangerous. <laughs> We're teetering. We're teetering on the edge, boys. I had to catch myself because there was something that there was that I possibly said that was in the last chapter. So, like, you know, mm. we're we're... We're getting to the fucking nitty gritty. Yeah, we're on the horizon. We so don't. I think really... there's still there's still like one or two spins left in terms oh, of. Sure. I wouldn't I wouldn't call it a twist, but like there's a few there's a few yeah. more turns in the storyline that are still mm-hmm. kind of interesting. Um, I mean everything. There's still yeah. I would say there's still a few more reveals. There's there's one I hinted at in the next couple of episodes to start with, but that's like pretty minor. There's still some pretty cool stuff up ahead. I think the main stuff. With all the whole the Ymir and the time travel, that was like the big portion. That's mm, that's yeah, your that's big like ticket f- reveal. Mm. After that, everything is a smaller reveal compared to that. But that's like that's like these last especially two episodes. It, why I said was was going to be gigantic, especially because mm. it explains a lot of like how the because like no one knows like what the fuck is happening, and then like it just kind of like is like this is how the system works. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's so satisfying that this system is so internally coherent. Right, like that, the logic just bears out almost in every single per- turn. Yeah, right? like you, you might not necessarily agree with like the conclusions that some characters draw, but like it makes sense to fairly high amount, uh, and the mechanics of it, it's, there's no like, it doesn't feel cheap. Yeah, it's any hazy bullshit, right? Oh. It's like, oh yeah, okay. Well, I think it's a little convoluted in some aspects, but it still feels like a. I think by the end of it, it makes some sense, and I think that's enough for most people. 
especially with like how bold like the paths and like the Zeke and the Aaron like time travel, you know, that whole vision quest was was written. It it, it explains a lot. It shows a lot. It adds context It you know, even foreshadows some things that are coming. Um, but does so in a way that doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't feel cheap. It feels like you're you're building up to this big event. It feels like it it makes so much sense why these things happened and it, it adds the context. Yeah, dude, I don't know. I I I I I agree with a lot of the recency bias Andy takes that are like, oh my god, it's just coming out. Everybody's like just nutting about it. But like when you take this this show to brass tacks and you put it up with some of like the better shows, like just in anime or in manga, like yeah, it's it's written really fucking well period mm. like it's a good show yeah flat out how do you it just as how do you think about so f from what i could tell just like putting the pictures next to each other like the anime stays pretty true to the manga right like yeah so it, thus far it exacerbates yeah. if anything it exacerbates some of the effects like for instance some of the faces of Aaron just look all the more determined yeah. or like fucking heightened some Right. To be fair to Mappa, they've done actually a pretty decent job of like ripping shot for shot, shot for shot scenes, yeah. which is actually something that I think Wix struggled with to an extent where it's like it wasn't this. It, I think the detail that they've done with Mappa has been like absolutely fuck. Like the one Yelena shot looks yeah. like it's fucking exactly ripped from the straight manga. from the, yeah. the comic. Yeah. yeah, they've actually extended some shots as well. The, the chapter that we just went over in the, pre in the previous episode. Mm. If you go through that chapter, you'll notice that the anime adds scenes. For example, the whole Ymir, like, getting water from the well, and there's an old lady she talks to, and then you see all the spears and the horses coming over the, the hill, and then the town gets burned. You, that, that wasn't in the manga. Yep. You didn't see any of that. That, that. that was added in for the anime, and there's some other stuff that was added in the anime as well. I think the, the, the biggest difference between anime and manga is the selection of pacing of when stuff happens so certain things that happen in the manga a place you know they'll either delay that for a further episode or do that one episode earlier um and just sort of do stuff out of order but not in a breaking canon kind of way just mm. like it's it's for pacing purposes they do stuff out of order because you know you i don't think you can just do a clean like one chapter equals one episode there are way more chapters in our episodes where yep. up to 80 episodes and it's only chapter 120, and that's 122. 80 episodes, 122. So they've you've condensed multiple chapters or like 1.5 chapters into like a single episode. So the pacing gets a bit weird because the pacing in the manga is such that beginning of chapter, end of chapter, that's your scope. Yep. Um, and so like, yeah, things change a little bit in that regard. Change being like what order things happen in. But they the same things that happen are exactly happening in the same lines as well from the characters. That's all there. Um, some real good shot for shot stuff happening as well. Mm. Um, the only things that I think the manga does significantly better is the fact that you don't know what the voice. Some of the reveals are better. For example, the true the the Aaron war veteran thing where he looks like a Malian soldier. And no one knows it's Aaron in the manga. That's done way better than it is the anime because you don't hear Aaron's voice first and foremost. Yeah. You just see this this fucking dude with long hair. You're like, I don't know who that is. Yeah. Right, and then and then the huge, and there's like you see it's Aaron. And it's like oh shit, like that moment was huge in the manga. Yeah. But it was, that was that was spoiled all over the place. Like I wasn't even caught up, and like <laughs> I saw that, I'm like oh, 
damn okay that's crazy this i mean yeah that definitely that thought definitely crosses my mind and then i just go back to watching fucking 2d 2d anime fucking vtubers and my degenerate hole how many episodes are we on currently we have 80 no but in this season only oh fuck one two three four five six so there's meant to be only 12 episodes in the season is that correct for the second half of the season so oh, six left. there's no way they're finishing so there's, there's seven i've counted there's 17 chapters left and only six n- episodes no shot so finish. how many so you would need to have like at they least two movie. chapters per episode so they it does sound do like movie. they need to do the movie yeah, yeah. it sounds like they're movie. gonna have to do the movie because it's gonna be a sick do, movie even if, if you they do should... two chapters per yeah. episode you wouldn't finish yeah. it right now yep. they also should i think do the movie because i think that it's big just... budget for some of those fucking ending scenes bro yeah i mean you just do big budget and you just like you, you have someone sit down that ah! should the ending scene like the ending chapter i think should probably just be like one whole one whole movie and then just like oh i think like the last oh, four no, 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 no. give me yeah. the last four bro no, i want to see money. that shit with some high fucking budget are you for, kidding me for for like again pacing purpose and storytelling yeah. purposes it makes more sense to have like an entire not quite arc but like a coherent yeah. movie start Story, to finish yeah. And you would have to incorporate like I think up to five chapters worth of content into that. Mm, you do it in a way a where like you're not just go, you're not just going through movie. the panels. No, it's not. It's not going to be no. Minutes. Like yeah, oh, I mean, you minutes, could, easy. I was going to do two hours, but I was I yeah. was thinking two hours. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I I usually if I can like, have two hours no, for what? four chapters, like bro, nuts. No way. Nuts. No, knowing knowing the content of it, I think you can get it done in ninety minutes. Oh, I, like, I don't. They're gonna add. I don't doubt it. But I I assume they're gonna fluff it up a bit because it's like fucking the movie i would assume so like it wouldn't maybe i think how how long was like the demon slayer movie i don't know i just shot in the dark i don't know if anybody saw it or whatever demon slayer movie it was it won't tell me you don't have to look at it it's not big though i'm I'm sure it's not like super i'm literally on the wikipedia page he's already there he's nutting Mm-hmm. He's it literally already doesn't tell me. Yo, if if anybody wants another like a good writing, but it, like in a different way, go rewatch Ghost in the Shell and fucking hate your life. Well, the movie, acquire, the acquire, no, 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 like the original like anime Starlight. series. Yeah, the Demon Slayer oh. movie was two hours. So okay, but there again, it's also like not the end of a series. I don't know. It's like, I mean, it's, eh. yeah, I don't know. I know that did really well. That's all I know. I mean, it'll be, it'll do well, whatever. Attack on Titan will probably fucking, uh, I don't know. Demon Slayer is well, kind of a different beast. Yeah. That's like the hotness. Right I now. want the budget for Demon Slayer on this fucking movie. Holy shit. Like, mm. Oh, for sure. Yeah, bro. Like, yeah, I would buy, I would genuinely, you know, equip my COVID mask and go buy a movie ticket to go see <laughs> this movie. The COVID wow. mask. Like, these give me a four episodes with like a a big budget actually gonna be real no i think h i think just looking over the content now i think eight chapters even sure seriously yeah you have the time it has to be it's not even a time thing it's like where where does it make sense to have a break in the story and then a resumption of the story you know where you would either Mm -hmm. resume the story that's all makes sense um but isn't (gasps) this the rest a little bit snooze in comparison no Ooh. yo no. Uh, bro. It, it's no okay no no, no. the it's, next 
three it's, episodes will be smooth snooze probably i think the next two might be a little snooze but then after that things will yeah. heat up real yeah. real fast yeah, yeah. We, you you end up. on a on a high note for very sure. high yeah. yeah yeah it's not like the peak of the show but like it's by far is it snooze okay yeah good show all all things considered Great show. I think will I think you could argue is like one of the better shows of this generation of anime. Um writing on literally just carried on writing. That's it. Yep. Hmm. All right. No. Yep. Well. That's our that about does it. Anyone else wanna go acquired Thing about how much they enjoyed Attack oh, on Titan. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't, if people haven't already, go watch uh, Attack on Titan Abridged. True. <laughs> What's that? Very funny. Everyone Very should funny. watch it. Everyone should watch that. It's a bit. It's a bit crass. Dude, a bit uh, crass. By the way, I looked up a character analysis of Aaron, and the person who did the analysis on it even went as far as reading into the Attack on Titan high school spinoff that Isayama did. That's oh, really? correct. If you didn't know, he Isayama yeah. did like a random comedy high school uh, spinoff, and even in that, Aaron's character is still like blisteringly accurate to how his character is meant to be. Like, it's not a different story. Like, it is and isn't. It's just meant to be a joke, alternate universe in a different like setting where they're on high school. But um, I don't know. They explain it in a way where like, yeah, the Aaron high school thing was like where the walls never fell and there's no colossal titan and his mom doesn't die or something like yeah. that and how how his character is and it all just feeds in like it's it, the character depth of Aaron is so deep that even in the joke side story it's still like mega consistent and actually gives you clues into Aaron's you know motivations menta well, mentality and his uh, his psyche like it's that it's that deep that Isayami's like joke side story even counts because it, it feels clear it feels like each of these characters has like a D&D esque sheet of like these are my goals, these are what I want, this is my like moral alignment. And and it's true to that. Like they grow obviously and that changes as people do, but like it, it's very clear that this was an organized writing process and not just something that like you fly by to the seat of your pants and just decide that this character is going to do this and have this growth moment now it it, it makes sense everything makes sense I've, nothing feels nothing about the show rarely does it feel cheap nobody's nobody's pulling your ass nobody's you know it's it's all handed no. to you just a and, couple of things they don't explain there's a minor yeah, couple of but, holes like yeah. how the hell does, I think how, the hell does zeke, how the hell does zeke just like I, I managed to break free from the right. kingdom. How did you do that? Yeah. You want you want to explain that, or are we supposed to just buy it? Nah. You know, like, shackles, <laughs> we just buy shackles it, cannot bind me. Um, uh, so I think that's like that's like my my real like nitpicky critique on it. Sure. But yeah, super happy with where the anime is. Can't wait to see how it goes. Another six episodes for this season. Mm. Maybe a movie. We'll see how it goes. It does look like there's enough that they're not going to fit it in the last six episodes if they fit Unless, the rest of this into the next six episodes it'd be, it'd be i think it would be a service it would, it will be it will be game of thrones season eight yes condense everything into like six episodes and do your best yeah, yeah. it will feel cheap it will feel like things yeah. are not explained properly it will feel rushed no you need more than six episodes yeah. so it does sound like you need a movie yep. the thing is like the next two episodes if they're snooze couldn't they theoretically be cut or cut down no, because there's, there's you can't cut things in this 
in this um, story because everything means yeah. something. Yeah. As we've learned, everything means something. So you can't. I mean, there's a couple of things that are about to happen that feel like, oh man, I wish we didn't have to go through that. Um, <laughs> I can't even specify what it is. Yeah. But it's just like, there are a couple of things where I'm like, bro, can we just get on with the rumbling? I really don't want to do a beach story. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. But like, I know what you mean. That's why it'll be snooze for two episodes. But aside from that, like after that, we're like, all right, all right, let's, now we finally get on with the rumbling. All right, shit's getting real again. Thank you. But, but, but it's that beach episode that like, ties something else together yeah right so. like everything matters even the beach episodes yeah kind of need everything especially yeah. the one at the end of season three that was the very important beach episode <laughs> yeah every other anime they're just splashing water and having some laughs and that's it wow our what a fun like, day our one is like if we kill everyone on the other side of the ocean are we free like holy jesus all right aaron that was quite deep <laughs> is that like a is that like a a deconstruction of like anime in that moment where it's just like <laughs> we're on a beach where everything's supposed to be about friendship and sunshine and aaron's just like you know what fuck this you know what it, maybe it is just like the fight. most real yeah maybe i woke up today and chose violence yeah all right i don't know well that's uh that about wraps up discussion on uh german flesh gundams Consider the idea of genocide. Is that what I how I described it? Attack on Titan is a Gundam anime. Confirmed. It's, uh, yeah. Flesh Gundams, yeah. Flesh Titans debate the idea of genocide, the anime. Mm. Flesh Gundams. All right. Cool. Done. Thank you. Being here, Kenobi. Good Thank to catch up me. with you and having your thoughts on everything. Thank you. Uh, you're also an anime lad on the AOT. I'm actually, I'm not even an anime lad. I'm just an AOT guy. You're going to be by so. the time uh, this is over. I watched Dragon Ball Z. Does that count? <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens next week. We'll see if things happen. Are we gonna get some more news? Is Mike Yabara finally gonna play Overwatch on stream like he promised? Wait, did um, he not do that? He only played Call of Duty to my knowledge, he didn't play Overwatch. Classic chump, unfortunate, <laughs> classic, unlucky. unlucky. Same, by the way, same. <laughs> so We'll see what happens. In the meantime, I got a bit more Valorant to cast. Uh, shout out to Brendan Seisha, who got announced for VCTNA. True. And see y'all next week for 214, which should be a fun one, hopefully. And one where we get to discuss just house news was the next episode of Attack and Titan. I don't know. We'll find out. True. See what happens. Thank you very much. See you next week.